Everybody, good evening, <laughs> good night. <laughs> 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 
definitely want to say thank you for everybody showing up and supporting, retweeting. Shout out to the family, to everyone. Love you guys. Yes, hello, everybody. We are, me and Carla are super excited about this space. I can't really tell you how any of this came to be because it started with, hey, babe, maybe you and Carla want to come on therapy and sports one night and like, you know, talk to the girls and this and that. And now apparently we're doing our own show and this is going to be like a monthly thing. So I don't really know how it happened. Thankfully, Carla's down to do this. Otherwise, it'd probably just be me. So... (laughs) I'm glad that I have her by my side. Yes, I'm glad we're able to but do this. But we're definitely excited. We figured, why not? Sometimes you need a break from, we should fire Tibbs and Cam Reddish doesn't get played enough. And I don't know enough about the Knicks stuff, but whatever. So we figured this would be a nice thing. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about families. We're just going to talk about all the aspects of being in this world that doesn't have to do with Nick's Twitter and the negativity that comes with that. So it's going to be a nice break from having to talk about the Knicks games and everything else. And we're just going to let everybody talk. We figured it'd be a cool place to have kind of like a women's point of view. So we're going to try to let all the girls talk first, but we definitely want to hear from all the guys and your opinions on the topics that we have. And we're just going to see where it goes. So I'm excited, Carla. Me too. I'm very, very excited. I hope everybody enjoys the space tonight. Hopefully, you know, we could hear. I definitely want to hear everybody. Everybody. Definitely the ladies first. But definitely want to hear everybody's point of view and all that good stuff. So let's have some fun. <laughs> so should we go to our first? Oh, wait. First, before we go to our topic, I almost forgot. I was incredibly surprised, and I said it to Trell and B and Carla, about how when they kind of came to us with this idea and me and Carla were like, okay, yeah, like, you know, let's do it and see what happens. Um, how many people were retweeting the, the stuff that Therapy and Sports and Trell and them were putting up about me and Carla doing this space? And... People that, like, I've never seen before, you know, people that follow therapy and sports and have nothing really to do with me or Carla were so incredibly supportive and retweeting and sending it to their friends and stuff. And I remember I texted Carla one night and I was like, dude, I think this is going to be like a little bit bigger than we thought it was going to (laughs) be. We thought it was going to be like this little thing where like, you know, maybe like the, the usual faces that we see pop in and say hello, but it got so much love, which is incredible to see. So everybody who retweeted it and sent messages and sent it to their friends and put it on their own Twitter and everybody with their own content creator worlds and networks and stuff. And um, it's just really awesome that you guys were so interested in like giving us a chance to do something with the guys. So we just really appreciate all of you guys sending out your messages and being willing to take a little time out of your night to pop in and and talk for a little so it was awesome to see so we really 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 appreciate it yes definitely thank you guys for all the support 
Again, a big shout out though to the VSN family. Thank you so much for everything. But definitely, definitely all those retweets. Yeah, listen, guys. I love you guys. Can't stop saying it. Love you guys. <laughs> so um, let's get into the topic. Um, Lauren, what was the first topic uh, we wanted to bring up? Okay, so the first one we were going to talk about Keeping was keeping it spicy and i i the only reason i thought about this is i saw something when i was like scrolling through instagram and it was talking about in this day and age it's really hard to keep the uh spark alive in your relationship right because we live in a world where everything's instant gratification if you want something you hit a button on your phone and it's there so i saw this guy who was talking about what you have to do in a relationship in today's day and age to kind of keep that spark alive, keep that momentum going, whether it's a, you know, you're in a same sex relationship, you're, you're in a, um, you know, hetero relationship, whatever. But what it takes to be able to celebrate a 50 year anniversary, you know what I mean? Which you don't really see that often. So when, we decided to do this space. I said to Carla, I think this would be a cool topic because not only can people who are kind of our age talk about it, but you know, you have people who, you know, like I come from parents who've been together since they were 16 years old. Now they're 66. So they've been together for 50 years. So you can kind of had a, a perspective of people who are kind of our age, but also like the OGs that are celebrating those 30 and 40 and 50 year anniversaries. So I thought that it would be a cool topic to see what everybody's opinions are and maybe what they do differently from other people to kind of keep their relationship healthy and spicy and, and interesting. So we're going to definitely let... The ladies talk first, and I want to start with MJ, because I know last time we had a space, MJ didn't get a chance to talk. So MJ, I think, should be able to be our first speaker on this topic, if she's willing. So MJ, yes, if you're MJ, willing. MJ, come up here. Definitely want to hear from you. Yes. But, um... That's true. So let's start off with the whole keeping it spicy. <clears throat> Lauren, have you ever in your life had that happening to you in a long relationship that at one point you was just like, yo, what What am I, like, it's it's, it's kind of boring. Like, it's not the same. Like, what am I going to do? Um, I, it's hard to say if I've ever had it happen because I'm usually pretty awesome in relationships. Terrell can attest to that. But I've had before Terrell, most of my relationships were pretty much duds. Um, but before Terrell, I dated somebody for six years. And I don't think we had a problem keeping it interesting or spicy. It was more of like those, you know, other problems that you have. But I feel like attentiveness is like the number one thing you have to constantly be like surprising somebody like I'm big on like little leaving little notes and um you know maybe sending lunches like I like to send Terrell lunch sometimes when I know he's having a stressful day at work I'll send him like some Panera soup or something because we're trying to look right for our wedding but 
things like that. So like maybe not these grandiose things, but like little things that let somebody know like, oh, you're being thought about, I think goes a long way in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one of those people that needs you to buy me a diamond bracelet. But if you leave me like a cute note on the refrigerator telling me to have a nice day, that's doing something for me. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like my whole idea of kind of keeping the spark going in a relationship. Okay, true. MJ, definitely want to hear you from you. Thank you for coming up. I'm supporting my ladies. Yes, thank you. Thank you, MJ. (laughs) Um, Thank you for inviting me to speak. Um, I think for me, when I've been in long-term relationships, um, I think when I was younger, it was about lots of fancy things. But as I get older, to me, it's just about being someone I can trust and, and not have to think twice, being reliable, not just parking your ass on the chair in front of the TV. You know, you really have to work every day at a relationship. You know, you have to be present. You have to talk. You have to listen. Like it. You know, where my past relationships went wrong was when, you know, one person, me, was doing all the work and trying and the other person was just tuned out. That That's never going to work. You know, it has to be both of you really working at the relationship, you know, just maybe taking a day trip together, just going out to eat and, and you know, a nice dinner once in a while or just taking a walk you know it's the small things like that that really connect you you know it's not like you said mrs rell's the the diamond bracelet although okay that would be nice but seriously it's really about just love trust honesty checking in with each other i like the idea of just you know sending the little panera soup the little notes, you know, just the effort. I think it all comes down to put in the damn effort. You know, both of you, it can't just be one person doing all the work. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I remember my dad. So my parents, just like a backstory of like where I come from, my parents met when they were 16 years old in the same town that we still live in. And my parents are now 65 and and turning 67, right? So they've been together for a long time. So my dad was talking about it one day and he said to me, you know, the problem with people these days is nobody dates each other anymore. He said, I've been dating your mom for 50 years. Literally, every Sunday they get in their car They're like a Hallmark couple. Every Sunday they get in their car, they take a drive somewhere. I'll call my dad and he's like, oh, we're in Vermont. We went to go have lunch. We'll be back in a, you know, a couple hours. And I think they never lost that, that spark with each other because they're still each other's best friends and they're still dating each other. Even since 16 years old, they've been dating each other the whole time. And Terrell can tell you, my parents are like 
really still in love with each other. My dad smacks my mom on the butt whenever he walks by her and he calls her cheesecake. And, you know, every year on her birthday, she gets roses sent to her job. And every Valentine's Day, there's a card on her coffee pot and stuff like that. And they really enjoy spending time with each other. They left this morning for a two-week road trip down to Florida. They're just driving down to Florida, stopping in states wherever they want to stop, staying at hotels and going to visit people in Florida just to spend time with each other. And I feel like seeing that growing up, I think it's made me better in relationships because that to me, seeing that to me is normal. Like seeing people like that together is a normal thing for me. And I think that's why in past relationships, I've had a hard time because in my mind, I'm like, what is the disconnect, dude? Can't you just be like Madeline and Clark? That's what everybody's supposed to be like. So when I met Terrell, we have that type of relationship. We are like genuinely friends with each other. Even if you take like the romantic aspect out of it, we genuinely love spending time together. We go to the movies it, once it's nice out, we go walk around, you know, we have Vanderbilt Mansion up here. We go walk around Vanderbilt Mansion, you know, we'll just go somewhere, have lunch, sit outside. He hates being in nature and I love it. So he sits outside with me in the summertime so I can be outside with the nature and the sunshine and he deals with the bugs. I don't know what he is, this weird thing with bugs, but whatever. And we just have a great time together. And it's like not always like a romantic thing. It's just like two people chilling, you know, but I feel like I'm that way because I grew up in a house seeing that like seeing my mom and dad just being outside sitting in the front yard watching the cars drive by together, you know, just to spend time. So I feel like you hit on some great points like you got to forget about that materialistic stuff that doesn't matter because that's not going to get you 40 and 50 years down the road. That stuff only lasts for so long. Although I would not mind a diamond tennis bracelet or something as a wedding present. Just saying. But I would accept it, but I don't need it is what I'm saying. But who so, wants it though? Rel but I'll, I would be okay if Terrell... <laughs> bought me that if he presented me with a tennis diamond bracelet as a wedding present i would be okay with it is what i'm saying but i don't need it to happen but we want it to happen <laughs> but we want it to happen but i don't need it to happen but <laughs> but we'll see we'll see well that's good and, and also i like also what you brought up how you guys besides being romantically with each other you guys are also friends like you be you could take that out and also have a good time as being friends and i think sometimes a lot now recently with these relationships people are forgetting to be friends with each other like before even start a relationship and all that good stuff learn how to be friends because if you start off just ready, right get off as just being all lovey-dovey and all that good stuff and that's gonna die out quick like yeah and then you're going to be out chilling and it's going to be like, so what now? <laughs> I, I remember my dad, you know, my parents dated for 10 years, almost 11 years before they even got engaged and got married. And I remember we used to ask my dad, like, why'd you take so long to ask mom to marry you? And he was like, I was in it for the long haul. I had to make sure that I could deal with her for the next 60 years of my life. I wasn't just going to date her for a couple of years and then put a ring on her finger. I had to make sure that this was going to last. So they dated for a long time before they even got engaged. So, you know, I feel like a, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Yeah. 
It really does. And I for, I feel like a lot of people forget that that it's work. You know, I mean, it's not hard work. Sometimes it is, but it should be able to flow. And if it does get hard, difficult, and then, listen, there's just something more to it. You got me? Right. But it should right. always be able to flow, you know, and especially when you want to have, you know, certain conversations as well. You know, and always in a relationship, we're going to have, we got to have some conversation where it's a serious conversation. And you should be able as well to have those conversations and not only just think like, damn, this I'm having this conversation with my partner. No, think about it as, yes, I'm having this conversation with my partner, my best friend, and things should flow. I shouldn't be nervous about anything. I shouldn't be scared. I shouldn't feel like, oh, my God. Maybe I shouldn't say that because it might trigger. Or you got me like, it shouldn't be like right. that. Right. Right. I agree with you 100%. But I think it is, I think it's totally different. Like, obviously, like, I tried to explain my to my dad, like, I remember when I started dating after I had Sarai, I was like, it's not the same as it was in 1912 when you and mom met each other, dude. It's totally different. Like, people are different these days. There's so much temptation and nobody works on things and as soon as it gets tough they're like all right well i'll just go find somebody else because you're too much work you know what i mean so it's it's hard out here it is it is i was by myself for a long time before i met terrell so you know and i was fine that's the other thing is like i feel like people kind of need to have that time to themselves so they can be the best they can be when they meet somebody that's worth their time which nobody does anymore no so oh, that's it's so true. Yeah, I think if we we're all by ourselves for a little while, we'd probably be better for the people we want to date. Yeah, yeah. How, how y'all doing? I I just wanted to say, uh, Mr. Riles, uh, definitely with the my parents have been together for a very long time too, so I've seen seen exactly what you see. So you about. see what I'm talking like, my about? My parents yeah. are, are, are junior high school sweethearts. So uh, not high school. Ju- oh, you got you got my school. parents beat. <laughs> Yes, they, they, they've been together since they were 12. So um, I definitely see, and it just, it's nothing big. Like, it's just the small things, listening to your, listening to your partner, you know, um, just them knowing, saying that they want to go to go out somewhere, or go away somewhere, or interested in something. And without you, you, you doing, you know, without you thinking about it, you put that into play. So uh, it's just the small things that I see them do and I try to carry into my relationship, definitely. Uh, I love sports and, and my significant other doesn't. He does not watch sports like that. And I know that's pretty pretty uh, surprising to some, some, but he does not. And uh, it's cool though, but he'll go to a game. He'll surprise me with tickets and things like that. The small things like that keep it, you know, like, okay, he's listening, you know, like, okay. And just the sense he plays video games. I like video games too, so I try to play with him or whatever, or meet him on his level. Not only just 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 the little things. My parents are about to go on a road trip to Maine. Who goes on road trips to Maine? But they they having fun together. <laughs> Listen, my mom and my dad. I'm not kidding you. Probably like I don't even remember how long it was ago. Maybe it was before it really got like really wintry out. So maybe like in the fall. I called my parents one day and they drove all the way to Maine because my dad wanted a lobster roll. Seriously. That, that I was like, like what are you guys doing in Maine? Do Man, our parents <laughs> could be best friends, it sounds like. 
<laughs> but yeah, they do stuff like that all the time. It was like a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we drove into Maine. I'm like, who the hell? What is, first of all, what's in Maine? And second of all, who just wakes up on a Sunday and drives to Maine? She's like, your dad wanted a lobster roll. I'm like, well, can't you just go to the grocery store and get make it? Like, who drives to Maine for a freaking lobster Not the roll? same. Oh, we wanted to take a drive, you know? I'm like. Okay, whatever makes you people happy. I don't know. It's crazy. I'm not driving to Maine, but that's fine if that works for you guys. But I'm glad you mentioned that sports thing because, Carla, did you hear that? That's actually one of our other topics that we're going to talk about later is sports and relationships. So that was really cool that you brought that up because Carla brought that up because, you know, Carla's a big, way bigger sports head than I am. And I like going to sports games and everything like that, but I don't really care who wins. I'm not trying to, like, follow the teams. I enjoy it. Terrell took me to Rangers game. Great. You know, Knicks games, great, whatever. Um, But Carla actually brought that topic up, which I thought was cool. It's like, kind of, how do you figure that out when you said, like, you're into crazy sports and your significant other is like, eh, you know? So how do you balance that kind of a thing? So we're going to talk about that later. But um, is Yankee still in here? Yankee's still here. Yankee, come. Yankee, you better talk tonight, Yankee. I see you down there. I'm going to make Terrell make you a a speaker, <laughs> just so you know. So hold on, because we was getting questions over here. I want to bring this up, Lauren. Okay. In it. Um, let me bring up. All right, one. I actually like this. This one really caught my attention. So, Woo is asking: Do women have the ability to fix their mouth to say the words "I'm sorry" or "Am I wrong"? I'm wrong. Um, who said this? Woo. Yeah. Wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> I was expecting something way more like X or R rated from him, but that's pretty like PG thirteen of a question. <laughs> but Lauren, don't <laughs> we don't need to get high him out. <laughs> well, I find him hilarious. So, oh, I want to answer that. Me, okay, personally, go. I want to say yes. It might not be all the time because you know. Carla, something tells me that I can't see you saying sorry that much. And when you do say it, it's probably super spicy, condescending, like when you were a little kid and your mom was like, say sorry to your brother. And you're like, sorry. No, I mean, maybe. That's just what I envisioned. Maybe like three years ago. Yeah, I probably wouldn't even want to say sorry. Even if I was wrong and shit, I'll be like fuck out of here i'm gonna fuck <laughs> but uh honestly yeah with me growing and healing spending time alone with a lot of things um yeah i've learned to honestly like listen if i know i fucked up i said something wrong i did something wrong whatever the case might be i'm learning to yeah let me just apologize because i'd rather sit there and apologize than a whole argument or whatever just drags on and now everybody's upset, nobody's in the mood, and we're not enjoying the night or day or whatever the case might be. You get me? Yeah. Um, yeah, I hear you. So it's like, I just learned that. And honestly, you'll be surprised. Like, sometimes that's all the other person wants to hear, to be honest. Just, hey, like, you know, you messed up. Like, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, as a female, I think, yeah, sometimes we kind of, 
they'll always want to say I'm wrong, I'm sorry, whatever the case is. But you'll be surprised because it's already happened to me a few times with my boyfriend that I'm like, I'll be like, you know what? Let me just say I'm sorry, I'm wrong, or whatever the case might be. And I'm here thinking it's still going to drag on. And he'll just be like, all right, thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. And then that's it. Like, we get, you know, we move on. With, yeah, oh, true. Dragging along the fights or whatever. I don't think I have a problem saying I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe maybe Terrell would say differently. But I also don't do much wrong. So I don't really have that much to be sorry for. Honestly, <laughs> I, that is so disrespectful. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> you come to me. Yeah, I have B B. Come get your friend B. Uh, yeah, he's you know he's out of control. Yo, the next for, world, way Listen, I already. I already told I already told him that I think those sounds are corny as hell, and now that means he's gonna do them two times more. So sorry, everybody. Yo, oh my God. Yeah, you gotta gotta like you gotta like yeah yeah you gotta get him you gotta get him you gotta get him he's out of control. Whatever. What else is new? Um, no, yeah, I I don't think I have a problem saying sorry, especially like when it really needs to be said. I feel like I'm pretty good at that, and Charles very good at that too. I will say that like he's very good at. At owning up to his shit. I feel like I'm pretty good at owning up. But we both did. We oh my god, babe. All right, give it a rest, Jesus. Um, but I we also did like we also did a lot of therapy before we met each other. So I feel like if you asked me this question five years ago, I might have had a different answer. But um, I feel like I'm I'm like pretty good at it. But uh, again, I repeat, I don't do that much. I don't do many things wrong to apologize for. So I'm sticking to that story, just so you know. I but said, she said, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I. Whatever. Whatever. Um, but uh, I just saw that Yankees marked as a speaker. So, Yankee. Hi. How are you? Hi. 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 <laughs> Hey, girl. Hey. Hi, skills. So, no, I don't have a problem apologizing or if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. But I don't like chaos and I, I won't waste my time arguing with anyone. But I listen and it all depends. Like, I'm, okay, I'll use an example. I love to drive. And if, if someone does not have a sense of direction, I have to mask my annoyance, but I'll kind of get a little flip at the mouth, but I'll apologize immediately. I'll, I'll apologize for that. But other than that, I don't, I don't like chaos. So my parents, I'm kind of boring here. So my parents <laughs> when I was a little girl and I was around my grandparents and my other elders in my family. And I learned a lot by being quiet and watching. Right. Then, you know, when adults are around, when I grew up, you don't sit when adults are speaking. So I would sneak around the corner and sit on the stairs and listen to their conversations. And my, gra- my grandmother, <laughs> her sisters and friends will always talk about Peter. Now, some women in here, that's my age, wouldn't know what Peter is. So as I got older, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's what Peter is? 
So it was about, it was the man's, you know, part. And I'm like, oh, my grandmother was fast when she was, when I was a little girl. And they <laughs> have these conversations, right? But what I learned from them, like I heard one of my elder aunts uh, speak and she was talking about how her husband had other relationships, had another relationship with the children on the other side of the town, on the other side of the town. And I'm like, that's some down South Mississippi stuff. But that's why I learned so much just by being quiet in relationships. And my grandmother always taught us to, if things don't work out, it's okay to be by yourself after relationships. Now, I don't pretend like I had like the perfect, perfect relationship, but I knew to love on me and give myself space from anyone. And don't bring no dumb baggage from a previous relationship. Because if you're going to do that, then you're just doing an ugly circle of just BS. And I'll, you'll ne- I'll never be happy in life. Um, so I love to hear that you say you took a break for years. I think that's wonderful. And I think if those who do not know how to be by themselves, I, I wish my perfect world that someone would be in their life to say, you know what? It's okay. Let's just go hang out. Let's go do this. But my grandmother always say, when you get in a relationship with someone, if that man is a man who loves to go to the art museum, still allow him to have his individual activities. Don't be a clingy person. And I'm not clingy at all. So, um, but what you and Rails are doing and how skills are, is fine. It's, I think it's great. The word spicy, I was kind of like standoffish. Like, are we going to go G-rated here? Or are we going to get like how some of the young folks are now? And I think <laughs> I like how you say I like how I said how the young folks are now. How the young they damn Yankee. I think I'm young and I was even thinking that <laughs> Yankee was like, This about this is about to be uh this is about to be like a X rated show about keeping it spicy, tips and, and links. To my little cousins, I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like I know your parents or I know your mom or I know your dad and why are you doing these things and I I promise you I wish love is a word that is used in vain. I and, agree. And that word is so it's just it's not there. It's like God, you know, love yourself. Why are you doing this? And it is so much to this conversation. This is like a sitting at the table. I don't drink, but I'll Maybe I'll have a shot of cuddle one or something. But we need to get with our young girls and teach them that when it's all said and done, is Mr. Rails going to, you need him to be your companion. When we're, we're just sitting, you know, in chair side to side by each other talking. That's love right there. That is the greatest love to have companionship with the person you're spending your life with. When it's all said and done, and maybe you can't get up and go have fun in the shower or in the bed, whatever. But we can sit here and talk and make love to each other's mind by having this good conversation. I'm just kind of a boring person, but I look at my grandparents and I listen and that I will hope that you will realize that when it's all said and done, we're going to sit here, be talking and hugging on each other. And the kids will have like the, the greatest gift of knowing what true love is. It's not mm-hmm. just about sex. It's about you two being there together, loving on each other, having a family around, traveling together. If there are hardships, we'll go through these hardships together. Right. Don't bring anyone 
into our relationship. Right. That's keeping it spicy. That's all of that is under the same umbrella to me. Yeah. And, and spicy can be like your definition of what you think. You know, spicy doesn't have to be spicy like we're talking about, you know. Well, like, I didn't know you were Bringing, bringing people into the bedroom so your husband doesn't get bored with your old ass. I'm not talking about stuff like that. But, you know, like like you were talking about. And it's not boring, the things that you're saying. Like, it's a different point of view. That's what we want. Like, it's cool hearing about people's different point of views and where they got their idea of a healthy relationship from. Everybody sees their own examples of a healthy relationship, whether, like you said, it's your grandparents. You know, for me, it's it's my parents, you know, everybody has that thing of like, creates this thing in their mind that like, this is what I aspire to have with somebody. So it's not boring at all. It's just a different way of looking at it. It's that's, right. that's a cool thing to bring to the table. Yeah. And like I was telling my daughter, I was like, are you interested in, you know, somebody out in, here out in New, New Jersey, New York? She was like, no, I have my father. No, 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 no. The people, the man from New York and New Jersey. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they're just different in the midwest i understand it's just uh are they i don't know anybody from the midwest so yeah, i can't it's, talk it's about different. that it's, it's it's different it's it's okay it's different but hey you know she's yeah. like no no that, that, no down south in the midwest they date the marry they don't play they date in the marry you know if you think about the midwest is that we're we they think we're we're slow but we're not we're just quiet and we just watch where like the first word I learned when I got here was rah rah. I was like, "What is rah rah?" You know, you always talking rah rah. I was like, "Oh yeah, y'all do that." Yeah, some men here. I don't say all men, but some men do. Wait, what is that? You have, now you have to tell just, me because I don't know. Rah, rah, just all that nagging, talking, just stop. Oh. So just oh. stop it. Gotcha. And it's always some type of game with it, whatever. And my daughter's like, "No, uh, uh-uh. uh, I have my, I have my dad. No, no, no. That's enough East Coast for me." I said, "Okay." <laughs> Okay. That's all. That's all I can handle. Yeah, that's, yeah. But that's it. That's my boring take. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for you're talking, welcome. Yankee. I always like when you're in here because you always have such a, a cool, positive opinion on things. It's refreshing. Yeah, just just love people. Just love on each other. And sometimes, you know what? This is one piece of advice my grandmother gave me. She said, "You may like him. He may hold your hand so nice." He may sweet whisper sweet nothings, but look beyond him. See what he's like, how his family is. And I took that to heart. I looked beyond him to see how his family, how they rock, how well they, they communicated, how they, if they were good to each other. It was a lot of chaos. So, but you two are straight, so that's cool. Yeah. Thank you, Yankee. I appreciate okay. you talking. Um, oh, it looks like we got Pam. Hi, Pam. Do you want, do you want to speak? Nice to meet you. Hi, ladies. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hello to everybody else. That's the one in the space. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to give you all a totally different perspective, right? Okay. I'm ready for it. Because... Where I come from, that picture perfect, seeing your mother and father together, you don't see that, right? Because I'm born and bred in the South Bronx, right? I'm a woman of a certain age. I'm 58 years old, right? 
So what I learned growing up was what I didn't want. My advice after spending time in the Marine Corps around nothing but men, I joined the Marine Corps when they were just letting women in, you know, and just life experience, period. You have to love yourself. You have to be okay with who you are before you can be anything for any man. Right? If you don't know who you are, you can be led anyway. Right? So now, if you, if you grow up because Yankee hit on something that kind of, you know, struck a nerve in me about our young women. And I understand what she's talking about, but they are a product of where they grew up. And I tell you, if a woman, young woman is out here and everything she displays is about her body, check her background, check her childhood. No woman wants to be passed around. We all want the same thing. We want to be adored and cherished and loved. A lot of young women out here don't have fathers. A woman's first love is her dad. Your dad teaches you how a man should treat you. But if you see your mother getting knocked around, you think that's what it's about. Right? So the odds of those women coming out of those type of environments and knowing how to love themselves and respect themselves and attract men that will respect them. And it could be the same brother from the hood that disrespects everybody else, but he won't disrespect her. That takes work and that takes somebody lending a helping hand and not talking, but showing and leading, right? If you love yourself and you care about yourself, your relationship is always going to be spicy because you're going to do what you did to get him. Women make the mistake when they got him, then that's it. He comes home, you look a wreck. You got to be who you were when he was dating you. You understand? That's just my opinion, ladies. I definitely, definitely agree with you. Um, it's but, true. A lot of what you said, Miss Pam. I think sometimes knowing how you don't want to be treated is just as important as knowing how you do want to be treated, though. So, like, I might have come from a situation where I had two people that showed me expressions of how to love somebody, but I feel like the downside to that is, and Terrell talks about it all the time, is I am, like, super naive to things because I kind of grew up in, like, this bubblegum world where I'm like, oh, my parents are so great and my sisters are so great and I went to a nice school and this and that. So I kind of had to learn the aspect and I'm still trying to learn because I kind of have this, like, naive way of looking at the world. So sometimes I feel like... 
seeing what okay i'm not gonna get into situations like this because this is what i saw growing up and this is what i don't want to happen to me kind of breaking that cycle is just as important as seeing what you do want in a relationship so you know i think both things come with positive and and negatives you know but if you can kind of rework it and and bend it to work towards getting yourself to a better place then it's beneficial in the long run whether it starts from a positive or a negative yeah you know you know that is so true but um real quick though i did want to shout out my best friend jen she's here in the space she's new to twitter well, that's my best friend, yeah. She's actually a licensed therapist, so if you ever need... What? So then she should be up here talking then. She should, but she not, because she's shy like me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, honestly speaking, she really is a licensed therapist, and, yo, she's really, really good. I mean, I have her as my personal therapist, to be honest with you. Um, we're, we're able to separate, you know, the therapist and friend side, but if you guys ever, you know, honestly looking for... A therapist definitely hit her up give her a follow hit her up you know y'all could plan something out and trust me y'all in good hands if you ever do get get her as a therapist but definitely wanted to shout my best friend out and of course shout out to everybody else in the room everybody who keeps coming in thank you guys for showing up and i see Haley. terrell just told me that Haley and shanice his co-workers are in here listening so hey girls i see you down there Haley. and jen if you change your mind this would be a really cool perfect opportunity for a therapist point of view just saying i'm also new to twitter but terrell's got me and carla in here hosted a space so if you can do it if i can do it you can do it just saying <laughs> i know trust me i already was <laughs> you know like perfect for you no literally if you're gonna be inducted into the twitter world this this is like the perfect first space for you to speak in because this is like what you're dealing with on a professional level day to day so just yeah, saying if you really change your mind you can do the little speaker thing me and carla are not in charge of that because we don't know how to work it but b and Terrell <laughs> can definitely get you into the speaker thing and you can talk so don't be afraid um but i saw um who else was in here? Oh, Teresa? Teresa, am I saying it right? Yeah, definitely. Hi. Hi, how are you? Am I saying it right? Is it Teresa? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hi, Teresa. Thanks Hi. for popping into the space. Hi, this is a nice space. I like it. Um my parents were married until the day my father passed away. My mother only loved was her my father. The only man she ever knew. And one day she told me, she said, if a man looks, look for a man to look at you like your father looks at me when I walk across the room. My mother was, <clears throat> excuse me, extremely blessed. Okay, extremely blessed because men like my father, well, let me put it this way. I did not meet a man like my father. I have two sons that I raised on my own with community help, of course. 
takes a village and all of that. And I am proud of the men that they are. Okay. They did not have their fathers in their lives, but they had my brother. And <laughs> believe it or not, my brother, relationship-wise, is not how I wanted my sons to be. I don't have any grandbabies running around. My sons have no baby mama drama at all. And there's a new type of woman out here today. These young women today, some of them, they don't really want to be in a relationship. You know, they want to run a relationship. And I didn't raise my sons that way. I didn't raise them that way. They know how to cook, clean, take care of their house. They can do all of that, you know? So just like women say, I don't need a man. They can just say, I don't need a woman. But what is that going to be in the long run? Where is that going to leave our society in the long run? So these, I've listened to all these beautiful stories, and they are beautiful. And it brings to mind my parents, okay, who loved each other until death did them part you know my mother was a woman who had one man in her life and I don't know any other women like that anywhere at all I've never met another woman like that but I would admire her if I did you know and these stories that you were telling, you need to keep telling these stories. Tell these stories to these young women today. You know, tell them about love. We need love. It's not all about what you can do for yourself. I can do for myself. Yeah? Really? Does that keep you warm? And I, really? So I love the messages that you were spreading today. And my only message is please keep spreading them and let these young people know that love, 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 it's love, you know. Thank you. That was awesome, Teresa. Thank you for speaking about that and it's cool to hear the relationship that your parents had and you're right you do definitely do not see somebody meeting somebody hanging on to them and having that type of life with them so I hear you and um I I'm sure most of you know me and Terrell have three girls so I feel like them seeing us together and being successful and seeing how we speak to each other and seeing how we kind of orbit around each other in the back of their mind and and I come from a house of all girls my dad had three girls so I feel like it's it's kind of now like 
I'm the parent and now I have the three girls and I can see why the things that my parents did were important to do when we were younger. Cause now as a parent of having three girls, I'm like, I see how the things that stick with me and thinking like, Oh, my dad does that for my mom or my daddy. My, my I remember my dad seeing, seeing my dad doing that stuff for my mom. You don't realize it when you're 12, 15, 19 years old, but it's just being stored in the back of your mind. And now that I'm in a relationship and we have three girls, I'm like, that stuff was really sticking to me. And I didn't even know it was sticking with me at the time when I was witnessing it, you know? So I feel like them seeing us enjoying, thoroughly enjoying each other's company and being playful and laughing. And even when we have, we have arguments and sometimes me and Trell will just argue and then we'll look at each other and we just start laughing. Like nothing's ever serious, you know? It's like, so them seeing us interact like that, I feel like we're creating girls that are going to at some point be teenagers, at some point are going to be women. And when they meet somebody and they get in a relationship, they're going to be like, yeah, I don't remember seeing things being like this. You know, like this feels off. I don't know. You know, so I get what you're saying, you know, MJ. I see your hand up. Go ahead. Um, I just want, I want to stress how, how important um, what you're saying is by setting the example for your girls, because I grew up in chaos. You know, I, I had no idea what love was, had no idea what a good relationship looked like. You know, I had a, a, a tough growing up and I don't say that for sympathy. I'm just stating the facts, you know, my mom died when I was four. My father remarried a woman who hated kids. So that, you know, it, it's just chaos. There's a lot to it. So unfortunately, because I had no idea what a good man looked like, what a good love looked like, what a good relationship looked like, my first relationship was an abusive guy. And I wound up in the emergency room. So you know, it took me years to learn what a healthy, good relationship is like. So the fact that you're setting that example for your girls, that's so critical because a lot of these young girls, like Teresa was saying, they don't know what good love is. You know, they don't know what a good relationship is. You know, they, they think they're dating someone over a computer and, and like they just don't understand what it takes to have a relationship, the work, the effort, you know, the work you have to do on yourself to make yourself whole so you can bring your whole healthy self to a relationship to have that good relationship. So I'm just really glad that y'all are hitting on this because this to me is so critical is, you know, being able to learn what a good healthy love is so you can have a good healthy relationship. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Um, Mad Nick fan. I feel uh, weird calling you that. Yeah, Ebony's cool. Ebony, I was going to say, <laughs> Mad Nick fan. You sound like a like a crazy person. Ebony. Nah, I'm, I'm only mad at the disrespect that people give the Knicks. That's all. But oh, don't go there, Ebony. That's Please. it. 
That's it. I'm not going there. That's I just wanted to explain the name. That's all. But okay. um, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate the explanation. We're not talking about Tibbs though, no, or no, no, no. I, I, or anybody I, else. I, I got my feel a little bit for okay. that today. Um, okay. <laughs> so I just wanted to say about also to, to um continue what you guys are saying and also about uh the sorry thing that Wu was asking. Um I I was a little bad at that, I I admit. Um, you know, you prove your case on some lawyer type stuff, you know, guilty to proving innocent. But um I had a uh, my son, you know, having my kid my son had you know, opens your eyes to a lot of different things. You start really thinking differently when the kids are involved, especially with me. So mm-hmm. um, I had uh, I had to show him that it's okay to admit that you make a mistake and to own up to it. So mm-hmm. if, he, if he sees me doing that, then he he and he sees his father doing it, then he'll know that that's that's what I'm supposed to do. So right. that, that that's why uh, I had I make sure that I apologize even to him. I make sure if I make a mistake and I miss uh, interpret what he's talking about, that I apologize to him to let him know. Look, mommy is not perfect. Nobody right. is. It's okay. You learn from your mistakes. You know you make them, learn from them, and and, and try not to repeat them. So uh, definitely the kids, they, they will shape you up, tip-top shape, uh, make you make you uh, look at yourself in a different light. You have oh, to. 100%. I say all the time, when oh. I became a mom, I have, like, the patience of a saint. Like, it really yes. takes a lot. It takes a lot, a lot. For me to even get angry or get to the point where, like, I'm going to switch it up a lot. I literally have the patience of a saint. But after I had a kid, I was like, I think you realize how much time you don't have now after you become a parent. And, like, my capability to deal with bullshit went from, like, 100 to zero real quick after having a kid. So I feel like just becoming a parent makes you just think about like all the stuff that I used to deal with when I was just solo. I'm not dealing with it anymore because one, I have these little eyes watching me and you know, he sees you stepping up and being like, all right, I dropped the ball. I apologize. Let's get back on track. When he gets in a relationship and whoever's his, he's dating is acting crazy. He's going to be like, nah, I remember my mom when she humbled herself and she's she apologized and she did what needed to do. It's not happening here. I think I got to go. So, you know, and you don't realize that he and he doesn't even realize that. But this is what I'm talking about. Like you see stuff happening and you don't realize that you're kind of storing that stuff. Like so when he is however old he starts dating, you know what I mean? That those things are going to come to the forefront. He's not even knowing right now that he's he's even stockpiling that. You know what I mean? definitely yeah i know you 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 hear it because i try to you know even in relationships be consistent and my main thing is don't do onto others what you don't want done to yourself i'm i live by those words and everything i do and try to do so um i i try to give that to my kid and i especially in my relationship because that I, i figure that's just common decency i wouldn't want somebody doing this to me why would i do that to you right and um exactly that's just this things that I, I I try to harp on with him, and you you hear it like the other day he was talking about karma. He's seven years old and he's speaking <laughs> about karma. So like <laughs> like you you hear them, they're listening. So you know, you just gotta keep it up. Three, two, one. 
He's definitely listening. Talk about seven years old. He's talking about karma. What? Oh, the boy. What do you know about? Karma? <laughs> I don't even think I knew what karma was when I was seven years old. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely I speak to him like that because I don't I, I don't um, I try not to put limits on him. So I just talk to him as long as I can break it down in seven year old terms. He pretty oh, much course. gets it. He pretty much gets it. But yeah. So that's just how I deal with my son in relationships, you know. Just uh, I say sorry, woo. I try to at least. It took it took a minute to get here. <laughs> that's okay. No. It doesn't matter. The as long as you get there, I don't think it matters exactly. how long it takes you. You exactly. I was gonna say. Cause yeah, it's not like I think this goes for both male and females. I mean, we're not all mm-hmm. gonna right off the back learn how to be like, yeah, I'm sorry, I fucked up. You know, like I don't think. It always comes at first to us, you know, as we get older and we see things and we realize things, it, you know, it comes to us. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to just own up to my shit. Like, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? Let's be for real now. But I feel like a lot of people forget that. A lot of people forget that. Do you think it's, do you think it's different when you have, when you have, uh, if you have a son or a daughter? Like the example that you try to set, do you think it shifts from like the examples that a daughter needs to see is different than an example that a son needs to see? Like, I don't, I, I mean, me and Tro, we have a, you know, we have Asher, but Asher's 22 years old. So, like, and he's like a perfect kid. So, I don't really know because we have a bunch of little girls. So, I was um, wondering about that. Like, you know, as having both a girl and a boy, yes and no. Overall, with my kids, I always, both of them, I always try to show them, listen, just because you're the girl, you're supposed to get spoiled, whatever the case might be, yes, you're you're supposed to want to, you know, get that happen, you know, you, you want your man to show you that as well, but it's also okay to do that for your man as well. Right. That's what I try to show, you know, my son too, like, I spoil my kids, you know, I spoil them, I, so like that. Even my son, as he gets older, I want to be like, down. Well, I saw what my mom did for me, you know? And, and if now if I'm with a female and all I'm doing is for her, 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 and she's not doing something for me, and the son, son is wrong because my mom didn't treat me like that. My mom didn't expect, you know, a guy. You know, that's not what she only saw, too. And that's not what she did with me, you know? So I try to show it both. That don't just expect something or that's what you need to do. You know, no, it goes both ways. It definitely goes both ways. But um, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. Yankee's got her hand up. Oh, I no, I just wanted to go back to what Mrs. Rails was saying about um, being a saint, and i I always I always give advice based on my mistake. So my grandmother was saying, you know what? Baby girl, you have the patience of Job, which is the same as a saint. And she said, you have it to a fault. So always remember that patience that we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, oh, then you understand what I mean. Um, positive or negative, just please, that's the best one of the pieces of advice. Please don't have it to a fault. Um, don't be like me and just wait and wait and wait because mm. it doesn't do well. It just doesn't do well um based on what mrs skills was saying too that validation is so 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 important for not just young girls but also for boys 
So that validation, which stems from what Miss Pamela and Miss Teresa were saying, and also Miss MJ, validation is so important. And like, we don't went from spicy to how we should, you know, be examples of our children. So please, please, if you don't listen to anything I say, just make sure you validate your children at all. Cause that means no one out in the streets or at school, they, they, they can't validate your child. Your child can say, you know what? I've been validated. If it's my grandmother, if it's, if it's my mommy, if it's my dad, if it's both parents, that validation starts at home. That foundation is there. Please remember that. That definitely, Miss Yankee. I have a funny story to tell you. My son can't dance worth worth a lick, but you can't tell him that because we we'll hype him up from here to, to 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 tomorrow. You cannot tell him he can't dance. He'll dance in front of everybody, but that's just it. We instill his confidence, like just dance like nobody's watching, like. That's it. I just uh, try to really instill him. Be you and don't let no anybody disturb your peace. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah. Let's hope, though, like once he gets to prom and stuff, he gets like some. I'm, some I'm hoping he's practicing. Up. Yeah, Mr. Rose. I'm hoping. I'm hoping <laughs> it's getting him up there. You know, the, the, the more he practices, the better. <laughs> it's cute when you're seven. It's not cute when you're 17. <laughs> Probably not. But I'm still gonna be in the background hyping him up with his non-rhythm self. He's gonna don't be like people, rhythm, go. people are gonna be like, who's that? He's gonna be like, it's my mom. I'm here saying, baby, don't listen to them. You know you are the best. You are the best. go, that's babe. You go, babe. <laughs> Boy, that's definitely me. I, I just hype him up. That way I figure if you you know you can't dance, but just have fun doing it. Like, don't let that stop you. If you like dancing, baby, go ahead and Dance with your non-dancing self. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Dance with your non-dancing self. <laughs> Aw. Well, I think is a time to bring up some guys up here, fellas. Um, if you want to talk, because this next part definitely is gonna involve the guys' point of view of things as well. Um, so definitely, fellas. Before we move on, if you guys want to come up and speak real quick about anything we've just spoken about, feel free. We we'll definitely want to hear the point of view you guys have as well. No doubt, no doubt. Let some guys up now. Um, um, before we get to Shane, Wu had a question from the beginning. Oh God, here we go. What's Bro, Wu got a question for now? Wu because <laughs> uh, was is that- is Wu even in here? Yes, he's, he's yes. here. Yeah. Um, so listen. So is he going to talk? Because I'm really, I'm um, really looking forward to it. Wu's kind of serious, but he probably come up. Okay. Pressure. Wu, but, come up right now. No. <laughs> yeah, Wu. Carlo wants you to come up right now. Oh, pause. Um, sorry, Carla. I set you up for that one. I should have known better. You really did. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm still your friend. Don't worry. No, but what we wants to know is um, if I'm paraphrasing the question because I, I lost it, but if a guy cheats, right, um, how can he get his woman back? Mm-hmm. Well, he uh, responded to him. He don't because I'm gone. You'll never know if I that's what I'm 
instead of saying I'm like, about to be like want to come back because if she don't want to come back you ain't getting your girl back so forget hell about. no you know what my answer is you should have acted right the first time facts facts there you go woo I responded to him in the jumbotron oh what'd you say Pam what'd you say Pam I told him he got a lot of work to do because it's not about the fact that he cheated. It's about how that made her feel. It made her feel like she wasn't worthy. Made her feel like she wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. So you have to fix that. Yep. That's true. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. You gotta put it in the effort to fix what you broke. Right. And it's not even about the act of cheating. It's about all the underlining things that go with exactly. it. All the emotional, mental ties that you cut, 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 cut. And women internalize things, right? So she immediately starts looking at herself and taking inventory of herself. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it probably had nothing to do with her. And you may love her, right? Yeah. But that's not how it feels. No, you take it personal. Whether it's personal Absolutely. or not, it's taken personal. Absolutely. And then once, once is uh, then the trust also like it's just gone. It's just always, always in the back of your mind now. So that like if to to take back would be, it would just it wouldn't work out because at yeah. the end of the day, it's just like okay, you, you fooled me once. Can you do it again? And I don't know if I want to give you that opportunity. Right. And I feel like in today's day and age, we already live in a world where trust is thin to begin with. So I don't even know like how you would, I don't know how, I don't even know the work that would have to be put in to even get to a point where like you can even go to the grocery store without me thinking, you know, you about to get some booty call in the parking lot of stop and shop. You know what I mean? Like that's where my mind would be going. So I do have a um, rebuttal question, but I just want to say to all you ladies is for, for us guys, it's beautiful to hear all y'all talk. Um, shout out to all of you. Shout out to ladies that come up here and listening and speaking. And this is dope because uh, sometimes as men, we humble ourselves and just need to hear y'all, y'all ladies' point of view. Shout out to everybody again. Shout out to my homegirl, Lindsay. She's big in the baseball spaces. She, like, dominates that space. So, oh, hey, Lindsay. Thank you for, thank you for pulling up, Lindsay, because um, she doesn't take no shit. In the baseball spaces, so she's oh, like, I've heard Lindsay talk before. I've yeah, heard yeah, her tell, Lindsay talk yeah, stuff. Lindsay tell people straight up. <laughs> talk like we kids. Excuse like me, kind of I'm talking. That's why I hear her saying all the time. Excuse oh, me, yeah. I haven't finished I'm my point. I love that. <laughs> I think I listened to uh, to I. I don't think I was in a space, but Terrell was in a space, and I'm pretty sure Lindsay was in that space. And I don't know who she was talking to, but all of a sudden, I think I asked Terrell. I'm like. Who is that talking? I think it, and was, it was when Ralph was really drunk one, one night. It probably was. And she was like, <laughs> excuse me, I didn't finish my point. Can pro- I finish my point? A Yankees fan. No offense to any Yankees fan. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Lindsay. Come on, Lindsay. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I just want to Hi, stop Lindsay. by. Hi, y'all. How's everyone? Hey, honey. Doing good, doing good. Hey, I, I have a question to, to all the ladies in the panel because it's like a rebuttal. Oh, Shank, okay. Shank, we see your hand, by the way, Shank. Shank, we, we come you. to you. Because yeah. I, I think a lot of guys want to know this, too. Okay, we hit what all y'all have to say about the cheating aspect. Everybody Listen, this to... isn't going to be a show about giving away the, the women's secrets. So... No, 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 no. Okay, I'm just but saying. questions that, yeah, questions that we, we, want, we want to know, right? Okay, so we get all what y'all saying. Now, 
does the time of the relationship come into play? So I'm meaning like if you were somebody a year or two, it probably and I could be wrong. I'm just speaking out loud. Maybe it's a little bit easier to say, you're out of here. Well, I'm talking about the relationships that say maybe like 10, 20, right? And they give a little bit more content. Say you was with somebody for 10 years and everybody's both parties on best behaviors, but the relationship's not as spicy no more. And what if the guy has tried, like tried multiple things, get some advice, and woman is either not happy with herself or whatever the, the, the reasons could be. And, you know, after trying, 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 he had a slippage. And say if he did come to you before you found out from third party that I did this, does that buy him for you not to be quick to be out because he came to you first before you heard from someone else? And does time play a part of it? So there's no slippage. Why why not just go to her in the beginning before you before you mm-hmm. never yeah. went to the heavens? I just that's just a simple question. Sure. I mean, how I see it is okay. So we've been together ten years. You felt like this, you know, it was kind of getting boring. Whatever the case is, so why not sit down, talk to me, and let's make it work. Let's figure out why the relationship, Coco, boring. That's not spicy. It's not the same. Then you're gonna sit there and go and cheat. Like what? No, but what if he did? What if he did come to you? Oh, well, if he did come to you and tried to work it out and you're just being an asshole, then like... Oh, that's different than to be honest. You guys shouldn't be together then. If you can't communicate and get on the same page so he don't go find somewhere else, then you guys shouldn't be dating. Your time has ended. True, but what if it's just not easy? Say you got an apartment, a house together. Yeah, listen, I'm not staying in no shit that's I'm unhappy in, so any situation is easy to me. Bye. There's nine billion people in this world exactly well, that's i'm not about to stay in a house oh. with you and be unhappy just exactly. because we got a mortgage together i'm that's gonna figure that shit out that should be more than the reason too like if we have a home kids and all this shit together yeah now you're being even more disrespectful we got a home we're sharing coffee mugs and stuff exactly you're out like, here being tricky we need to be we need to be on the same page and if i'm being an asshole about it then you really need to sit there and talk to me for real but like listen like, I've tried to bring up to you this conversation multiple times. It looks like you don't care. You know what? Before I even step out, I, I, like, can, can we talk? Is Can we fix this? If not, then I'm, that's it, I guess. Right. We got to start talking about us separating and how, you know, the shit's going to move forward. That's, I don't know, man. I just feel like things could be very simple. At the same time, the most simplest things are the most complicated things. I don't know why. Yeah, that's true. Gotcha. Um, I'm gonna go to um Shank. Unless any any other ladies want um answer that. I, I I just saw a comment and I need to I need to comment. Oh God. Uh, I see a gentleman in here and his name is Wu. W-U. <laughs> oh God, Wu. Uh, oh my God, what he do now? Uh, he says. Do women have the ability to fix their mouths to say the words "I'm sorry" or "I am wrong"? Uh, do men? <laughs> you but, know what, Lindsay? Bye. We we went through this topic, and I don't think oh, anybody said that. To Wu? Yeah, okay, but no, okay. yeah, but nobody said do men. We just answered the question. That's you're so the, true. Damn, you're the first. Thank you for saying that. I'm yeah, like, come on. I can admit when I'm wrong, which is a lot, but like shit. <laughs> I feel like sometimes men don't like to admit they're wrong because of pride. It's too much, takes too much, you know, kills their pride. 
but I just saw that question. I thought that was interesting. I guess. When did y'all start the space? I thought it just started. Eight o'clock. Uh, eight o'clock. Late? You're oh, a little late. You're I'm a little late, late, Lindsay. Okay. It's okay. Great. Carry on. <laughs> okay. Um. Um, MJ, you want to speak, honey? I just wanted to say real quick, as far as cheating, what you're saying, even if you were together a long time, um, for me, that's not a betrayal I can come back because not only have you betrayed me, you've betrayed our children. And that's something I definitely wouldn't be coming back from because I think that gets mm -hmm. lost. Is You know, you're not just cheating on your partner, you're cheating on your children, you're changing who they are. And, you know, there's there's no coming back for that for me. But I'm Italian and I'm, you know, it's black or white. You're, you're dead to me if you betray me. So it might be just the way we roll in my culture. But, you know, it's I think the betraying of the children is, you know, that's just a deal breaker for me. Well, I'm not Italian and I feel the same way. So I don't think it's a cultural thing. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just, I couldn't, I have not been able in past relationships to come back from cheating, you know, and as far as the sorry thing, um, Frankie asked a question about, do you mean it when you're saying you're sorry? Like, do women really mean it? And I'm going to say, when I say I'm sorry, when I say anything, I damn well mean it. So for this woman, yes, if I'm saying I'm sorry, it's because I know I was wrong and I mean it. I'm not going to say sorry just to say sorry to make the evening nicer. So I just wanted to answer that for Frankie. Gotcha. That, 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 was, that was deep. Um, I have a question, but I'm going to go to Shank. But the reason why I asked this question, Lee, is because I have no problem kind of put myself out there because, you know, I was in therapy for two years after my oldest daughter's, uh, me and her mom broke up after nine years. Um, I was that person, whereas I emotionally cheated and I done everything. Like Lauren knows the story. I've mm -hmm. done everything. I tried to make things spicy and she was just a different type of beast. Lauren's could definitely vouch for that. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm way better, way better, thousand times better. Well, yeah, yeah, the same, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but uh, you know, I'm not saying obviously not saying it was right, but at the time, um, you know, I started talking to another female, and with just the conversation itself made me feel better. And I was obviously younger, but um, you know, she she found out, she asked me about it. I didn't lie. I sat down on the couch and we had a two hour conversation. Um, we wound up breaking up. Her and my daughter left the uh the house. And then we just left with me and my son because she was helping me raise my son. Um, then fast forward to obviously going through therapy. Shout out to my therapist who retired, Miss Santiago. She helped me build back up. I had some underlying issues, you know, my own parents because it doesn't matter if your parents are together um, and they portray a particular thing. It's some, always some underlying shit and um, just growth. And then to the present day with my daughter, who's going to be turning 13, she, she asked me questions before. She was like, "Why, well, mom? You and mom are not together?" I said, "I tell you, when you're older, because I don't think it's appropriate to have, kind of have that conversation now." And you know, these kids are pretty much so far advanced with technology and social media. She asked me the same question again, and I was honest with her because you know, whenever my daughter says something about her mom in the house when she frustrated her mom, I just listen because sometimes when kids who come like quote unquote divorced parenting, they try to play both sides, 
And it's one thing I try to do with her mom is communicate big time. Like, we're not going to let my daughter play this game. Come on, my daughter could do that at times. So I told her straight up, right in front of Lauren, I said, yeah, I'll tell you about me. Because mm-hmm. if I'm gonna keep, anybody tell my story, I'm going to tell my story. And I told my daughter straight up, sure did. I, I cheated. Um, but I broke it down different ways of cheating. I was, I, I was emotionally talking to women. Um, I feel like that, you know, your mom wasn't doing giving me what I needed, but as a man, I was wrong because I should just blatantly just left. So I looked in my daughter's eyes. I said, I'm telling you this now because I can't pretend to know what your mom said. And what I learned in therapy is two parties played in my situation. I'm going to speak for my situation. Was If I'm working 80 hours a week, so I always had two jobs. My therapist told me that when I broke it down, what she wasn't doing, she was like that. She played a part. I played a part. But she got me to understand my part. And I did that. So my therapist, real quick, so we get the shank. I had to go take the movie. The exercise was going to movies by myself, going to a restaurant by myself, a crowded restaurant to myself, and a concert by myself. And I did all them. At first, I was reluctant, but I, I did all them things by myself, dolo. And I went back to her and said, why you had me do these three things? She said, in that moment, how you felt? I said, it was cool, but I said, it was lonely as fuck. She said, that's how she felt. And I'm like, hmm. Then she said, not only that she's teaching me how women feels when we cheat or we step out or even we're not cheating, but we always going out with the guys and we always leaving them home. That's how the woman felt in that moment. But she also taught me how to be by myself as well. So it was pretty much a, a double learning type session. But I was honest with my daughter, make a long story short. And my daughter understood it. And I told her mom, I told her, I, said, I told my truth. Um, I do take the blame because at the end of the day, I, like, I, I fall on the sword. But, you know, that's why I ask some questions to kind of get to feel what you have to say. Yeah. But uh, let's go to Shank. What up, Shank? Yeah, let's go to Shank. And then I want to I wanna kind of switch to our next, top, next topic. But let's. I want to hear what Shank has to say. The ladies are killing it in this space. Okay? Oh, yeah, Shank. <laughs> I mean, Shank. all the great takes from everybody. I mean, just great take after great take. This is amazing to see. Y'all should definitely do it more often. Now that the Knicks are doing well, we can't be talking about the Knicks every day. What are we <laughs> going to talk about? What are we going to bitch about? There's nothing else there. Everybody's doing great on the team. So we need more spaces like this. Um, one thing that Ms. Lauren, Mrs. Rells, yep. that you said right at the beginning, uh, you know, you gave appreciation for all the guys, you know, that are joining the space, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, y'all deserve it. I mean, you don't have to go overboard with that appreciation. Y'all deserve it. I mean, everything that I've seen in this space, I mean, it's probably better run than 95% of the spaces that I've seen out there. Would you say it's better than Terrell and B's space, Shank? Just a, um, just a, just, just for statistics. It's just for statistic purposes. For for, for, for for statistic purposes, I will say yes because of wow, that damn thank you. Soundboard. Thank because you. Because of that damn soundboard. Get rid of that damn soundboard. See what you did, bro. Oh <laughs> my god. god! Here we go. See, you're losing B. You guys are losing followers because of him having this power. I'm just saying. Yo, you're here. Stop this. They're gonna stop this fashion. Of, of it's anything. only real. Everybody, everybody likes the soundboard. Okay. 
Listen, Nobody girl. loves the soundboard. Right, you love it? No, no, it's only you, Rel. Lindsay does not like it. Lindsay does you not like it. You can't do it in. You can't do it in the other spaces. Oh, Edge, I like a, a, a old Edge man. Edge does not school. like the soundboard, and he yells at me like they do. But I'm sick of. Well, this it shit. is annoying. But I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send an email to Elon and ask him to cut that while he's that's firing like Mark, everybody that's else. Like, that's right, Mark. Tell him y'all love my soundboards. I'll be on no. board. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, continue, Shank. I just wanted to clarify that for everybody that this mm-hmm. space is better than bees and trails. So go ahead. Now, before I continue with my takes, there better not be anything spicy happening right now between Mr. Rails and Mrs. Rails while I'm giving this take, because otherwise I'm just going to log off. That would be thoroughly <laughs> unprofessional, and I am nothing but professional. Okay. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I I'm trust at, you. I'm actually at work. Well, I, I, trust I love you. how Lauren said that. No, I'm at work, but I just, <laughs> that would be mom. very you know unprofessional. Saying? Right, babe. <laughs> you know. What? Huh? No, mind. What? No, baby. No, oh, God. Anyways. <laughs> and, anyways. <laughs> you know, I heard something at the beginning of the space about. Uh, yeah, we don't need the diamonds but we wouldn't mind it you know we that whole you know jewelry makes a woman look beautiful and all of that that is such a man-made concept it's something that the men put together right back in the day to keep women like you don't really look beautiful because you don't have gold earrings on or something like that. You know what I mean? Back in the day, that happened. And I think women deserve more respect than that and should should look at themselves with a little bit more self-esteem than that. And sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes women short, fall short of that. You know, you don't need diamonds and jewelry to look beautiful. You're beautiful just as you are you know uh, when it comes to relationships I think of relationships like a bank okay you gotta make a deposit first before you can withdraw cash you can't withdraw cash if there's no cash in your bank account so don't try to withdraw more than what you've deposited, otherwise the account will be overdrawn. So whatever relationship you're in, however long you've been in that relationship, you got to keep depositing. Keep trying to know your partner, know your spouse, because, you know, find common interests out of the bedroom or the kitchen or the staircase, wherever y'all do it, um, you, you've got to uh, be able to talk about things because if you don't, then you'll find yourself in that situation where years down the line you're thinking, oh, maybe I need to make it spicy and bring a third person in or other things like that that may not really even be necessary. You know what I mean? If you really are getting everything that you want out of your spouse, then why do you need that third person? You don't need it. 
you know. Uh, men are visual, though. So I'll say that when it comes to that whole cheating thing, you got to walk with your eyes open and men see beauty, men see beauty before they hear beauty. Men always see beauty first. They're very visual. Do what your spouse wants you to do in bed and make sure that they do what you want them to do in bed. Because if you don't, the other person is going to look for it somewhere else. That's what's going to happen. Frustration is going to set in and they're going to look, look for it somewhere else. So, but understand that the, you know, we men folk are very visual and we see beauty before we do anything else. So it's actually even more important for men to dive into, dive deep into their spouse before, you know, things get too serious, right? While you're still in the boyfriend girlfriend stage, you got to dive in and talk about more stuff, you know, to, to get to that level where you can make a determination whether this is for you or not. That's about it. Thank you. Shank, I feel like that what you said um, about, you know, like depositing, you know, into a relationship, I feel like that was like one of those quotes that you get on a fortune cookie, you know? Lauren. <laughs> Wasn't it? Couldn't you he, couldn't you see that on a fortune cookie? No, Lauren. Listen, I'm not kidding you. I've gotten some really inspirational things yeah, from fortune cookie tickets. I'm yeah. not so as I sit there sometimes I see it. I'm like, wow. Dude, sometimes those things really hit. I'm not kidding you. No, you you write about that. <laughs> they those quote be hidden. <laughs> as soon as he said it, I was like, "That's that should be on a fortune cookie. That's going to change somebody's life. Somebody who got a large chicken and broccoli combination. That's going to change." <laughs> oh my God. B, do you have any sort of hosting power? Could we get him kicked out? Because, <laughs> oh my God, you know what? That's so disrespectful. Let's go to the next thing. Yeah. So okay. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. What? I'm sorry. We do have a question. We, we got, we got oh, to definitely go Is to it question. Wu again? No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. No, 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 no. It's come from my boy, um, Fire Tibbs, Fire Obi. His question is What is the best alternative way to communicate to a woman that you are emotionally overstimulated in the moment? For context, we have a safe word, but she's Latina. So she be ready to <laughs> buck up quite, quite quickly. And it's easy to forget when she's on me for something. So I'll let uh, the ask you too. The, I, think Car- the I, think, I think Carla should take this for no specific reasons at all. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So wait, say it again. The last part. Just say the last part again. The, with the whole safe word oh. thing. Out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a Puerto Rican thing or not, but um, we, we have <laughs> But she's Latina, so she be ready to buck up quickly, and it's easy for easy to forget when she's on me for something. 
So pretty much, I think for their situation, before things escalate, um, they have like a safe word. Okay. But what's like an alternative way to handle, you know, when, when you guys, when, excuse me, when you ladies about to get upset about something, like, you know, do y'all want us to talk in the moment? Do you want us to shut the fuck up, give you time and space? Because sometimes if we do the shut the fuck up, give you some time and space, or you don't give a fuck because you didn't say nothing, like, we honestly just want to know what's the right thing to do. It depends on the situation. I was just going to say that. And it depends on the person. On the and it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, because I mean, it also depends not... if I've eaten dinner or not. Yeah. There are times where, yo, you sit there, you talking to me, and I actually want you to shut the fuck up. Like, you, you chatted, my nigga. Shut the fuck up. Go away before you get punched in your face, type thing. But there's other moments. Damn, Carla. See, this is why I told her she needs to take this question. <laughs> it's true, because listen, I'm very vocal. So I will tell somebody right there, listen. I don't. I don't feel like talking right now. Can we? Can I get my space and we'll talk later? But the moment you keep forcing me to try to talk, yes, I get upset because it's like, damn, bro. I already told you I don't feel like talking. Like, I'm telling you, I don't feel like talking. I'm not gonna change my mind because if I want to talk right there and then I'm gonna say it. Like, okay, I want to talk. Like, you know, again, I'm very vocal. But again, it all depends on the situation. I mean, yeah, I've had my moments where. Yeah, I'm in my head, or I probably am telling you, yeah, leave me alone. And then when you do leave me alone, because I don't want to talk, apparently, supposedly. But then when you do leave me alone, it's like, wait, what? Nigga, no, wait, come back. I actually do want to talk. I don't know. Can't explain that. But me, honestly, I'm very vocal. Um, it's also one thing, like, if we're having a situation where we're out in public, I don't want to do nothing in public. So don't even, if you upset, yo, don't, don't even want to start talking to me in public about the argument, like, let's let's chill real quick let's you know let's keep it on pause i actually learned this word from my best friend that's what she likes to do when she's in her arguments with her mask she'll tell her her, her mask let's pause it real quick they pause and they do what they do and then eventually you know when they have the long time they talk and i've kind of honestly to me that's honestly kind of work i was like i came to start to do stuff like that so it's kind of work but yeah i think it all depends the situation you in, the situation you in, the mood you in, because, I mean, not always we're always going to want to talk and not always we're actually going to, you know, want to talk. So I guess it'll de- it depends. I mean, now, if your girl can't figure it out or your man can't figure it out if they want to talk, and then, damn, I, I don't even know what to tell you. But I think it also has to do with people's boundaries, right? So, like, you know what's going to push somebody's button or not when you're dating them. So, like... If you're doing things on purpose to to push their boundary, like you kind of got to know where where people fall at, you know, like if you know somebody that you're dating doesn't like to discuss things in the moment, you got to let them go outside and take a walk or go outside and smoke a cigarette and come back to it. Then don't be sitting there harping on them like, well, just talk to me. Just talk to me. Just talk to me. If you know that that person needs a break before you can have a conversation. So you always got to like know your audience. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I'm honestly, that's very, very true. I definitely agree with that because with my boyfriend, like, he has a bad temper. So I already know we try to avoid a lot of things when, like that. Like once I know we're about to get in the heat of fight and I already see he's about to get fired up. I'm just like, yo, you know what? How about you go take your space? And he'd be like, ah, but whatever. 
and and I'm okay with it because it's just like you know what I'd rather him take his space than us sit there and have this whole fucking big ass fight and right now it's a whole big ass drama like no right no. also <laughs> just don't be a dick exactly gotcha. helps um w- one so. one last question this is from Wu um before y'all go to yes segment because I want to hear everybody speak Woo. on this segment though here I think this is yeah it's it's time. Um, it's after nine thirty, so it's definitely time. Uh, and this is honestly, the guys going front, but I know they want to ask this ask this question as well. <clears throat> Wu asks, when is the best time to ask for oral sex on dates other than birthdays, Christmas, Father's Day, or birthday? Wait, to ask, he's talking about asking for a blowjob. Yes. Oh, you should. One, I don't think you should have to ask. Right. A lot of men do only get it on special occasions. Like, well, well, then, I, then first you gotta say sorry. Lindsay said first you gotta say sorry. First you gotta say sorry on Father's Day, and then maybe it'll happen. I love that. <laughs> I mean, y'all not gonna answer the question. Well, well, if you gotta ask, you got a boring ass bitch. Like, I what? think, it, yeah, I think if you gotta ask, you're dating the wrong girl. She's not that into you, bro. Wait, Carla, you remember when they made that movie? She's just not into you. I was yeah. about to say you. Were, I was about to say we need to send him a copy of that book. No, seriously, I think well, if fella, you gotta, if you like gotta ask, jobs, she's not into or, you. Yeah, if you got to be like, hey, next Tuesday at 6.15. And <laughs> <laughs> they laughing about it. I think that... <laughs> you're so disrespectful. I think that maybe you're in the... I think maybe I mean, yeah, you're in the wrong relationship. Weird. Like, what? Like, that's just weird. Like, if my nigga goes to ask me, I don't know where, but like, yo, you think you give me a head? I'm going to look at you like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm going to look at you mad confused because it's like, my boy. I'm like, are you... Yeah, I want to. And are you, you trying to schedule an appointment that. right now? Yes, yeah, like, what you trying to do? What? Or like, or hey, the next time we have sex, can you give me head? Nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now I don't even want to give it to you because why the fuck are you asking? Like, it's weird. Yeah, if it's, it's not I, happening naturally, it's because she doesn't want to do it. So that's like, all right. So as a female, like. What you want us to ask? Yeah, oh, he's talking dope, shit. So. He said no man in this room is getting his every day. Um, who speak for yourself? Because um, I, that's what I'm about to. That ass, who? I'm sorry, but speak for your goddamn. Yeah, baby, I don't mean to put our business out there, but uh, that, that, that's cat. Yeah, I don't she, care. She, she I just don't... Not, she's just not into you. I know. <laughs> it's true. I mean, okay, maybe not every day, but. Shit. It's happening. It's happening. It's, you don't need to ask. Like, the guy don't need to sit here and be asking, you know? So, Woo, I don't know. Whoever you dating, where you with? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Woo, you, you need to try a different dating pool, I think. <laughs> it's Rocky Mountains. It's Rocky Mountains, Woo. It's the Rocky Mountains, Woo. Love you, Woo. Lindsay's like, you recorded this space as this wild. And Lindsay, yeah, I'm going to be on uh, Spotify. I'm just over here Apple. eating dinner and I'm thinking, man, you're talking about all this. Yeah, and it's going to be in the pod. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to BSN. 
it's gonna be on Spotify and all the platforms. So yeah, people is gonna listen to wherever they get their podcasts at. So, yeah, yeah Lou, you need to uh, you need to find someone new. I think the highlight of the show so far, though, when Lindsay said, you got to say sorry. <laughs> no, I was, just, but I was responding. Bro, you got to say sorry. I was responding to when he put in the chat uh, oh. about do women know how to apologize. That just, oh, God. That, woo, that just stood out to me. Talk about a perfectly placed comment, Lindsay. Perfectly placed. It really was. Oh, God. That was hilarious. So what else have y'all talked about? Damn, I'm sad I missed the whole thing. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. We kind of like started off and then we just kind of ventured. So we're just kind of letting it, letting it flow, you know, but I did have something that I wanted to talk about. I sent some videos to Carlo that I came across online that I thought was a pretty cool, um, topic and that I kind of like started reading into, but it was videos about this professor from NYU um Galloway I think his name was I don't remember I think it was Galloway maybe Carla remembers but um he was doing these videos he basically is doing these studies on the how the dynamics of a relationship have changed like how the dynamics of kind of like a household have changed over the years and it was crazy to me he had all of these like statistics and studies and stuff and um, Carla, I don't know if you watched the video where he talked about this thing called the high heel effect that I had sent you on Instagram. And he was saying that there's been a huge change in the dynamics of relationship presently because of this thing that they're calling the high heel effect. And it's basically this thing where they're saying that, um, there is a huge shift in, uh, the, kind of like person who's leading the relationship these days so like basically he talked about in like the 60s and 70s you had a predominantly like male-led household and relationship right like the women stayed home the men went home went to work they were the breadwinners blah 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 and they said that since there's been a huge shift since the 70s as far as the roles that people are playing in relationships and because they're finding that there's been this huge surge in like women basically not taking shit anymore and not settling and he was talking about how they've done all these studies and how like the college enrollment and graduation rate is now two to one female to male So there's half the amount of men that are enrolling and getting college degrees. And it's caused this shift of like women starting to make more money than men. And it's changed like the dynamic of what women are settling for in in relationships. And he's basically saying that they're finding with doing all these studies that women want men that are economically, financially and emotionally viable. And when they're not getting those things, they're seeing that women are moving on from even being in relationships with men and they're doing shit on their own. He said that since the 70s, 60 percent of uh, there's been a 60 percent marriage decline since the 1970s because of this what they're calling high heel effect where women are like. I'm not finding anybody who matches me or brings anything to the table, basically. So I'm doing this shit on my own. I'm not getting married. Not settling. Not settling. They're not settling. 
And yeah. there's been a 30% increase in women in their 40s that are having kids now. So they're not having kids like when they're 20 years old anymore. And 15% of single women now are having children on their own as single mom- mothers. But like, on like doing IVF so that they can have children on their own because they're like, I didn't find anybody that's worth me starting a family with. I'm doing it on my own kind of a thing. And I thought it was the craziest study and I sent them to Carla so she could watch them. It was like the craziest thing that they're doing all these studies now to see how like the shift of the dynamics of relationships have changed these days with like, we went from like this leave it to beaver kind of like, the women stays home and makes a meatloaf and like gets the kids off the bus and the guys going to the factory and making the money. And now it's like totally shifted and people are like, yeah, I didn't really find anybody that was worth it. So now I'm going to have a baby at 41 years old. I have a career and I'm just going to do all this shit on my own. What I thought was like fascinating to see how things have changed. I mean, a 60% decline in people getting yeah, married since wild. the 70s is will crazy. You, will you send me that? I want to watch that. Actually. Yes, I will send it to you. Because I'm in a, the industry that I work in is very um, male dominated. And it's interesting that you say that because I, I actually see that shift even in like the workforce. Yeah. Um, with that. But I, I'm interested to kind of see that. But yeah, I. Yeah, props to the women for not who don't settle. Yeah, and they did a they did a they did a study and they said in 2006, 50% of people that they polled said that marriage was an important thing to them and important enough that they needed to do that before they had kids. And today, I think it was from like 2020, it that rate was down to 29% of people thinking that like marriage was a necessary step. Which is, which is like that's I think that's huge. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and they said 40% of the population that have children, that mothers that have children, 40% of them are unwed mothers. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's wild. I'm surprised that number's that high. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you so you can see it, but it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw the videos, and honestly, I don't know. So I'll be honest, is it really that crazy? I mean how the world is nowadays like i mean i guess when you put it that way probably not because it's like i mean yeah you know what i'll be honest i'd try to stay at home mom type thing it wasn't for me hell no for me. i couldn't do that yeah yeah i, I yeah. couldn't like i only lasted two months and in those two fucking months i was going nuts it was just there's like, a lot going, of but there's a lot of guys, like, or men, males, whatever you want to call them, that, like, don't like <laughs> Lizzie, that. I love you. <laughs> no, that, I, that so, is true. I, like, I just want to ask y'all what y'all think about this. So, I'm, like, I'm not married, and I work in oil and gas, and I have a very good job, and I, the guys that I date, they, like, they don't like that I work in a male-dominating industry, and they think that that's kind of weird, and I'm like, well, you're just insecure, that's because they have little penises. Exactly. I just feel like that's such an insecure. I don't know. I feel like that's such a weird. Um, it's not weird it's when you weird have a little to dick. Me. Yeah, right. Exactly. Jennifer, let's friendly to come up and talk about this because this is. Yeah, Jennifer. Perfect. Uh, perfect. You need to be unshy, Jennifer. Come talk because you would definitely. <sighs> but, um,. Yeah, it is weird where guys like 
they they feel type of way if a woman's making more money than them and oh, have yeah. pretty oh, much yeah. their life together than them. And it's just like, but why? I don't get what's weird though. Because like, it's like an old school thing, like y'all were just saying, like back yeah. in the day, like. <laughs> You know, that's how it used to be. Usually, you know, yeah, like women were the homemakers. This is now this is right. Like, it's okay. different now. Right? But you know what's weird? Because it's like guys would sit there and be like, "Oh, but I want a girl to have her own money, to have her shit together, to have this and this and the third. Okay, so you meet a girl who has all of that, but then now you you feel you're weird mad. about it, like mm-hmm. you're insecure about it. So it's like, my boy, which one is it? <laughs> do you yeah, want right? me to have all this already, or do you not? And because now I have too much of what you asked for, you feel type of way. Like, I don't know. Should be weird. Yeah, but I think that just plays into, like, people's insecurities. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of guys have that old school, like, I have to be the man in the relationship, so I need to bring home the bacon. But, like... I don't know. Why can't everybody have bring home the bacon together? Why can't we just have double the amount of bacon? I disagree with what y'all saying. MG, what are you about to say? Honey? Oh, I was gonna say I think a big part of that, you know, change in the statistics is women no longer have to marry for, you know, economic reasons. And I think traditionally back in the olden days, women couldn't vote, women couldn't have jobs, women couldn't have credit cards. So, you know, marriage was really your only option. And now we, you know, you you couldn't even go to college back in the day. So I think now that there's so many more options for women, you can marry for love or, you know, because it's someone you really want to be with, as opposed to, you know, marriage was the expected thing. So I'm kind of not surprised at the the numbers. I mean, they're they're kind of higher, but I think it's just women's role in society has changed so yeah i agree i think that's you know yeah and i that's where when i read that you know women are doubling the amount of um college enrollments and graduates which you know having not always i don't want to speak for people who didn't go to college because there's nothing wrong with that but going to college and having a degree does statistically put you in a higher income bracket usually so i think that plays into it also because like mj said back in the day you didn't have people going women weren't going to college and getting you know becoming professors and and scientists and doing all this cool stuff so you know you kind of had to rely uh, rely on the person that you were married to but now girls are like fuck that shit i'm going to school and i'm going to be a chemist and i'm going to make money or i'm going to be a doctor and i'm going to make money so I don't need to be married if I don't want to because I can pay my own mortgage with the with the money I'm making by myself, which didn't happen back in the day. So it's just cool to see like from this stuff coming from like data that they had in the 70s. That's not that long ago. So for it to be this big of a shift is kind of crazy. Like if you think about the 70s to now, the the dynamic changing that much, it's it's kind of crazy that that it's such a different um, difference of numbers, you know. Well, they not, not, not credit definitely. cards in the seventies. Like we couldn't have a credit card in our own name in the seventies. So w- when that changed, that probably opened up a lot more options too, because now you could establish credit and you could get a mortgage and all the things that single women couldn't do. Right. Right. 
No, um, definitely. But um, I was gonna say something. I'm gonna let Shane go, and Jen. Then I, I'll say something. Oh, Jen. Oh, okay, Jen. Look at Jen going up here to the speaker spot. Shane, sorry, real quick. We'll let Jen go first. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Jen, come up and talk, because like I said, I know this is up in your alley. Yeah, everybody be quiet now. We're going to get a professional opinion from Jen. <laughs> no, but for real. Well, wait, can uh, you guys Yeah, right? Yeah, it's okay. I this right? Okay, good. You would say that for me to go first before I lose my nerve, right? But, yeah. Hi guys. Whoever Jen, whoever Jen helps right now also has to Venmo her $50. Yo, fuck. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> this shit ain't real here, right? No. This is, this is, she's clocked in right now. <laughs> well, let me say two things. First off, round of applause for all the women that are sitting here making their own money and do not have to depend on anyone for anything. And truthfully, I say that because I'm one of them. I watched my mom, especially, well, how old is she? A little under 60. I watched her take care of her parents, me, and her husband, all with one income. And it was amazing, which ended up motivating me, of course, to, you know, aspire to want to do the same thing. <clears throat> um, going back to when you guys were basically saying on why is it weird for some men? And truthfully, it's because, and guys, by all means, I guess you guys can say if I'm right or wrong, but to a certain extent, men need to be needed. And when a woman makes her own money, has her own place, pays her own bills, doesn't need shit from anybody, it's very intimidating for a man. And it almost demasculates them because a woman really doesn't need you for shit. But in the opposite of that, if a woman like that does decide to keep you around, it's because she wants you. It's not because she needs you. And honestly, you guys went to like five different topics after that. So, yeah, I forgot everything else that I wanted to say. I think that's so true, though, Jen. And I feel like I wanted to bring those points up, but then, you know, we just got talking. But I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. I'm sure the guys can talk about that because that's kind of like a guy point of view thing. But this is how I see it through a women's point of view. But I totally agree with what you said. Awesome. Same. <laughs> Honestly, I've... I've seen that in the few sessions where a man's ego gets really, really hurt because their woman doesn't need them for anything. So they don't necessarily see their value or their presence in the marriage, in the home, raising kids, anything of the sort, because a woman got it. And at some point, at some point, a woman in that position has to give up some of her power so that there's some type of purpose to the man in that household, family, you know, whatever the case may be, even if it's just a relationship. It's, it's complicated. And truthfully, for the most part, a man will never actually, a man will never actually speak up and say that to their woman. It's very, 
it puts them in a very vulnerable place. And who wants to be in a place like that? Right. But I think that's a big thing for guys is the vulnerability, which I yes. think hinders a ton of men. I think men think that women think if they are vulnerable, they are weak and they are lesser than. And for yes. me, that could not be farther from the truth. If you are vulnerable, exactly. then I'm like, that's you're being real. That's realness. Exactly. To me. I actually love that when a guy is like that with me because it's just like, all right. So you are you can be open with me. You can't sit there and communicate with me. Like you could sit there and show me how you really feel about rather be me or whatever situation it might be. I don't sit there and think the complete opposite. Like damn, nigga, you a pussy. <laughs> you get <laughs> no. <laughs> like I really don't. So it's like I hate it. Yeah, I've come across guys like that who were at all will sit there and put this whole tough guy thing up, and it's just like yo, my dude. Like I know you got some type of feelings like there's no way in hell you this tough guy this this whole time you know i agree it's a turn on honestly because if you're able to actually put yourself in a, in a vulnerable place it shows just how mature you are because you are focused on the outcome not how you look in that present moment so truthfully it's a turn on yes you so right about that okay. damn it my friend is so smart. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. I, I definitely have to ask uh, Jen questions. And Jen, thank you for being on uh, here with us. Babe, um, don't ask too many questions. We're paying for a wedding. We don't have it like that right now. I was just about to say, bro, <laughs> you're about to sit here asking that question. You got to catch up for a level something right now. <laughs> you're just going to see You're gonna see Jen slowly leave the space. You're going to be like, where'd Jen go? <laughs> right? It's like, I, nah, I ain't working for free. Nah, it's, a question, it's a question for Jen, but a question for uh, all you ladies. Whereas, um, I think y'all, y'all definitely hit on point for most men. Um, I don't know about the men that's in this room, but most men do um, have low self-esteem. You see kind of low self-esteem, whereas they got to feel like they're the man because it was honestly the, raise, the way we was raised. Like, you got to take care of the household. You got to make sure the wife is good. You got to make sure the kids are good. You got to make sure everything's straight. And if you did that, you, you was doing your job. Whereas you got these nuances, whereas, okay, we pivot from I got to be the leader by make sure everybody's okay and take the blunt of that, whereas now everything is a partnership. Like for Lauren and I, like we, you know, we make we're fortunate to make great money between the both of us. But at one point, um, I was in between jobs, but I was I blew through like twenty grand savings before I met her, and I was going through a whole bunch of shit, and that's why I picked up therapy for myself. And when I met Lauren, like, um, I have no shit in my game. Like she was paying for a lot of shit, not in the beginning, but when I pretty much hit rock bottom professionally before I pivoted, um, you know, at first. It was it was hard, like not because I had that stigma was I'm the man I gotta be you know do this and that, but when you don't have it that moment or at a time where my money was tied to different things and I couldn't do the things I felt like we got wine and dine or we 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 gotta do this where she was like look like I know you got your money over here and over here you try to make things happen like let me have it I'm your partner let me have it and I'm like yo okay because it's not always the man that's not willing to have that partnership. It's just prior to women that we dated before, like you, my daughter's mom, whereas I was paying for everything. So I'm not, I wasn't used to like having that person who was able to match or have more than me. Right. So at that time, you know, I said that this is important. And I said, I appreciate you doing this. And every time she would pay for something, I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
doing something nice. And she's like, why are you, you know, why are you pretty much doing that? I said, because you got to understand, like, from where I come from, that's that's not really seen. We always get told or, you know, respectfully, what's getting played nowadays? We don't need this. We don't need that. So us being vulnerable as men say, hey, thank you. And, you know, and be honest, like, where your money is going, shit, you know, shit is hard. Um, you know, I think it kind of, like, brought us even more together. And then when I got my position now Verizon, where it's, it's equal. And, but we move, because I told her all the time, like, it doesn't matter who makes more. It's kind of pretty much like, I, right, you take care of this, I take care of that. And let's do it, meet in the middle. And I think that for us, it worked for us because, like, we have different businesses. And... That's the beautiful part, because if I fall, she could pick me up. She fall, I could pick her up. But my question to you and all the females in here, it was something I was listening to a debate on um, the Joe Budden podcast, where it's, say that man that had a good job, and his woman could have a good job, but say he was laid off, or whatever the case may be, do you look at him any less of being a leader of the household because he lost his job, and now the burden's on you financially? Oh, of course not. Why would I? It, it's truthfully, whoever runs, whoever whoever is in charge of the household, that honestly could go back and forth. Um, just because he loses his job doesn't mean anything. What matters is honestly everything on a deeper level in the sense of if now I'm the breadwinner and now the majority of my time is being spent in the sense of working and things like that then help me where I'm lacking we're supposed to be a team <clears throat> it's supposed to flow if you see that I instantly forgot something around the house do it for me right it's not supposed to be a you know the man is supposed to take care of this the woman is supposed to do this if that's what you guys talked about if that's what you guys agree on then so be it but truthfully things work out so much more when it's just a natural flow of exchanging energies, exchanging powers, exchanging love, right? And actually being in sync with one another. That is the most important thing. Because truthfully, if he loses his job, okay, fine. It takes you two, three years to get back on your feet. So what? Somewhere down the line, that could happen to me as well. You know what I mean? And it could the the tables could easily change. <clears throat> I really don't think it's supposed to matter. And then truthfully, another example is this. Um recently, when was this? Uh April, May? April or May, I went to Africa. My friend was living out there in Zambia. <clears throat> she was a doctor. Well, she was a doctor out there studying neurology. Her husband was a stay-at-home husband. They moved around, honestly, from Florida, Arizona. I don't even know how many states. But because of the fact that she was in Zambia, he took care of the household. He made sure that everything was perfectly taken care of. He was also studying to become a doctor, but he took a regular job just to be, you know, a stay-at-home husband and make sure that every single time that she would come back to the States, the house was perfectly taken care of. That doesn't make you any less of a man. That actually makes you more of a man because you let your wife go out into her career and shine. And I'm pretty sure, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure the second that she came back because her 
two years was up. I want to say in the last two, three months, I'm pretty sure they are still doing amazing because they have shift that power back and forth throughout the years. I honestly lost count. But yeah. I think it, I think it always also has to do with everybody's going to have a point where they fall. I mean, nobody's going to go through their entire life not having a down, right? That's not realistic. But I think it also has to do with what are you doing about it? Like I have, I, I run a dental practice, right? So I have a couple hygienists, four or five hygienists that work in my office. And one of them right now, she's, I think like, maybe she's 40. I think maybe turning 40. She's been with her husband literally like their in, their entire lives. They've, they've been together. And they got two kids. They live in this b- huge, beautiful house across the river. And she makes really good money. Really good money. He was in, I think, like the sheet metal union. So he was making really good money. I think she said their mortgage is like $4,000 a month. So I know they have a nice house. I've never been there, but I can imagine for four grand a month, you have a nice house. So she was telling us the other day how her husband, Jack, got laid off because there's no work right now for the union. So he's been laid off for probably seven months now. And she said they are having a huge issue because Jack refuses to get any job that he doesn't actually want to do. So they're having this huge argument because they have people reaching out saying like, oh, give this guy a call. He can probably, you know, have you working by Monday or, oh, give this guy a call. And Jack has a problem with all of it. Oh, I don't want to drive to Queens. I don't want to work in Westchester. So Pam's like, I don't give a shit where you got to go. Who The bank doesn't care whether you don't want to drive to Queens or not. Like, we need to get these bills paid. And... I think a big aspect of it is you can fall. That's fine. That's going to happen. But I better see you up fucking beating the pavement, trying to figure out what you're going to do with it. And I look at Pam coming into work every day and it's been months and months now and it's destroying her and Jack's relationship. They've been together since they were like 14 years old and it's destroying their relationship because she is now the breadwinner, which is fine. She makes more than enough money for them to be comfortable. But he's sitting at home getting the girls off the school bus at 2.30 every day. And it's like, what are you doing? You have these people that want to, like, give you opportunities to work, even if it's for a semi-permanent position and you do a job for two months. That's two months worth of pay. And you're sitting here trying to be beggars can be choosers with the money that you're going to bring home. And I've seen like the decline in their relationship over these past couple months because of his lack of motivation. And this is somebody that has been together for 30 years now, you know? So I think that's a huge aspect of it too, is like, you can fall. I'm not going to ever expect you to not have a down moment, but I better see you out there with a fire lit under your ass or else, you know, like I'm not your meal ticket, buddy. So I think that's a huge part of it too. Honestly, that that's perfectly said. Mm -hmm. It's right. I think one of the main things that none of us has really said is that communication is key, right? Because truthfully, if you guys come from a marriage, from a household where money is not an issue, and let's say one person is switching careers or whatever the case is, if that person 
is taking somewhat of a leisure to get things done, then okay, if money's not an issue. But if money is an issue and you're just sitting on your ass, there's a fucking problem. So it, the com- communication is key, especially in, um, in marriages. A lot of people do not sit there and talk about their expectations. So even though something worked for so many years, throughout the line, you're not the same person that you were, uh, uh, for example, in your story 30 years ago. So if neither one of them is necessarily saying, and again, I'm just using your story as an example, but if a married couple doesn't necessarily say their expectations and then something happens and one person's upset and the other person just continues to make that person upset, they're kind of both at fault. Things need to be completely laid out as clear as possible. Because honestly, if let's say, you know, she actually didn't express her concern, the both of them are at fault, right? But if she expressed her concern in the sense of, I need you to get a fucking job like yesterday, and he still doesn't get up from his ass, it all falls on him. Agreed. And now there's a major problem. Agreed. I totally agree. I have, a, I have another girl that works for me. She's also hygienist. She used to be a teacher, a preschool teacher, and she decided in the middle of her career it wasn't for her. She didn't want to teach anymore. So she actually went to hygiene school, which is like a full-time thing. It's it's a pretty rigorous program to go through and get your hygiene license. I don't know how it is in other states, but in, in New York, it's pretty serious. And you have to be full-time. You cannot work while you're doing it. And her husband let her change her career. You know, she's third, She's probably the same age as me. She's probably 35. She's only been a hygienist for four years now, so she's brand new. And she stopped working, and he paid all the bills while she went to school. And as soon as she graduated hygiene school, I hired her. She makes $50 an hour now, and she's killing it. But her husband carried the whole household for the four years that she was in hygiene school. But as soon as she was, you know, she did it because she was working towards a goal. So in that aspect, I'm like, that's a relation. That's a partnership right there. You want to, I'm investing in you. Show me what you're going to do. He paid every bill. He took care of the kids. I mean, she was in full-time school, full-time clinicals. She graduated. I hired her right out of school. Now she makes $50 an hour. She works full-time in our office and she's killing it. But I'm sure it was hard when her husband was paying all the bills for those four years with one income. But look at how it panned out. He invested in her, and now they're they're killing it together now, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, let's go to Shank and then Dabs. I love hearing those uh, success stories, you know, because... Uh, when people see examples of that, um, that actually gives them confidence that they can do it too. So that's a great thing. But I really like what Jen said about it being complicated, and there are parts of it that are complicated. Um, you know, I, one thing I feel that we can always pick up the slack for each other when you're already in a relationship. But if you are not whole, and when I say whole, I mean to a degree because everybody's learning and growing. But if you're not whole to a degree, how do you start off a relationship? 
in that position. So if you don't have a job right now, that means rather than going out there and dating, your number one concern should be finding a new job. Now, if you've got, you know, a, a lot of money saved in the bank that, and you can afford to go out there and date, then go do yourself, you know, do you. But otherwise, how do you start off a relationship where one person doesn't have a job? So to put that burden on whoever you're dating to support both of you right off the bat, that's really hard, you know. And Rels touched upon this, you know, what happened in his past a little bit. You know, I, I think it was a little bit further into the relationship from what I heard. And that's different, completely different. But if you're going to start off on a bad footing, that's just not good karma, as somebody's seven-year-old said. Um, so the, the, the other thing I want to talk about was what Lauren um, and... Miss Skills, I don't know your name. Um, oh, my bad. Carla. My name is Carla. Carla everybody. Carla. <laughs> <laughs> so what Lauren and Carla were talking about with the, you know, the whole uh, women um, being two to one in college these days, right, compared to men. That's complicated too, you know. It's um, the college admission and education process is something a lot more women excel at because of the way just the education process is also laid out these days. Back in the day, all that the men had to do was be a man and they could get into college. Now there's a lot more competition, right? And the process of getting into college and excelling at college is something a lot more women are attuned to, you know? But these days, you don't have to have a college degree to find a good job. There's many opportunities out there where you can get some sort of certification or training or something like some kind of special thing where you can find a good job. So the college education thing is interesting. And you do get a lot of white collar jobs from a college education. But there's another flip side to it that's looking at it from a corporate perspective. In corporate America, women get paid uh, anywhere between, I'll say, 65 cents to 80 cents on the dollar compared to a guy. So part of me wonders, how much is corporate America invested also in increasing the women workforce in corporate America so that they don't have to pay them as much. 
I have my own company and I, there are some people in my family who have their own company and they tell me all the time that they have a much easier time doing an annual review with their female employees because they accept whatever is given to them in terms of their bonus or whatever the case may be a lot easier. And that's not a good thing. You know, that, that should be fixed, right? Women need to, I think, speak up a little bit more and demand more. Um, but that's the corporate side of it. So I, I just wanted to play devil's advocate there a little bit like, hey, there's the process for college admission and education is something that women are excelling at. Mm-hmm. But once they're in, into the workforce, getting a white collar job, mm-hmm. they get paid a lot less than men. Well, not me, always. Not always. I was going to say, let me just give a little pushback. Um, I can only speak for like, I can speak for my company and I can definitely speak for, not to put our business out there, but for Lawrence's um, job, whereas Verizon is dominated by women bosses and they make bank. I'm talking about over 175, 175. Like my manager, she makes like 140. And it's, I think as of, yes, in the past, yes. But I say within the past seven years, because I'm in school for finance and we learned this shit, especially in the accounting class, that women in corporate America is killing way more. And you see the decline in men because when women, um, they get, well, the way he broke it down is women pretty much get shit done. And they get done more efficiently. And you see a lot of these corporate companies realizing that, okay, um, putting women out in the forefront is actually better. And it will draw more customers and drive more sales, right? So for Verizon and our company, we've got some um, something called WOW. And then you got like this thing called Women of Empowerment, where it's, it's reach one, teach one. And like, like I said, right now, Verizon is 60% of women that's dominant. Yeah, we got the dude that's a um, CEO, but his whole management team is something like one or two guys is not my females, and they make pink. So even like I'm um, considered Southern New England, so we come from Connecticut over to New York City, whereas you got like four women that's dominant. Then you got the Midwest women is dominant. So I think as it depends on the corporation, it does. But I can speak for Verizon. It's way more bosses as women, way more supervisors as women that's getting paid lovely. And I I could let Lauren speak for herself, but her job is dominant women and they get paid. It does matter which company you're working for, but the data is out there, right? If but I talk, think what, Shank, what I was going to say is I think that that, that, that um, statistic, I guess you'd call it, or the narrative or whatever it would be called, I think yeah. that's changing because like, like I was saying, and I don't want to like brag on myself, but I, I'm in a very male dominated industry. Like, no, it's oil- okay. Go ahead yeah. and brag, Lindsay. You earned it. <laughs> I, I'm in an oil, I'm in oil and gas and I deal with men all day, every day. And, you know, a lot of times it, it, it's real. You gotta, you gotta have a backbone. I'm not going to lie. I have, I have to have a pretty thick backbone, but you know, there there's executives in my company that I'm going to make more than this year. And they don't like it because a female is making more than them. And I think that is crazy. 
Lindsay, like, what, what, what I wanted to say in response to that is that you may be the exception in that company in terms of how much of a backbone you have and how much shit you don't put up with and all of that. You know, it's, I'm, I'm just saying that that's, that statistic is an indictment of the entire country's system. I just Not, think it's shifting. Oh, that's well, what I was trying to say. Yeah. I just think it's shifting. And, um, it is shifting. I Women are so. run, ruling the banking industry as well. Like I, like I don't know what. Did you say the what? That. Yeah, uh, the banking industry. Women. <laughs> I thought for, I thought for a second he like was saying baking, like, baking like making cakes. Oh, I think no, 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 the the baking. Baking. no, 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 I didn't say that. Don't get me in trouble. Um, I did not say that. I literally thought he said like bacon, like frying bacon. <laughs> 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 What's up? What's up? Thank you. No, but women are Sorry, really banking, banking industry. Banking. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So, um, it's ten. We got ten minutes left, ladies. Will you want to go to your next topic? Who's the best team in baseball, Rolls? Oh God! It was a nice space, Lindsay. Don't start the Phillies. Yankees oh, all day. Did I just hear a Phillies rings. fan say the Phillies? Is that Jupy? That's me, man. Get BS out of here. 27 no, rings. That's what I have to say. I know. Hey, I'm happy with my two. <laughs> you know what's funny is every time Terrell and B are on the phone together, B finds some way to bring up the Phillies. Like, just Wait, randomly. Rels, who is your team? I don't even know who your team is. I ask you this every time, I'm sure. <laughs> Yankees. Oh, God. Why? Cause he's stupid. Cause he's from the Bronx, <laughs> the BX. You should just be a Phillies fan with B. Yuck. Oh, yeah. See, you I guys could be it. besties at the Phillies game. I'm good. Yankees all day, twenty-seven rings. Twenty-seven. Shut up, Rose. What are you gonna Twenty-seven, yo. Y'all need to catch up. It's like going up here at the top. Oh, shut up. Oh, I have so many things I could say right now. I'm going to wait for the season to start, though. Oh, I'm going to talk so much shit this year. Yo, you can't wait. I'll wait for baseball. Wait, so. I do have a question for the Knicks fans, though. Oh, a to- a Tony, I need Tony to come up here. So, a Tony. months ago, I was in y'all spaces just trying to change the subject because Knicks weren't doing <laughs> so good. And everybody was saying fire tips. And I just think it's funny how the narrative has changed because the Knicks are good. I I like watch them now. So what what changed? The players. I don't see any more fire tips fans. <laughs> Where are the fire tips fans at? It's a quiet. Not Were, here. Weren't they? Weren't they having? Weren't they Tony, having holes? Weren't they having whole spaces? There were the oh, title yeah. of the show was Fire Tips. Yes. Yeah, they're not out here anymore. Niggas is real quiet now. Niggas were real quiet now. Real quiet. That's what you call toxic. I still Twitter. want Tibbs gone. I still want Tibbs gone. Oh my lord! Shank, <laughs> shank shut up! I mean, it love. was just like a, it was just like a week ago or less than a week ago that we were up thirty with three minutes left in the fourth. But did you win? Start, and the starters were still out there. But did you win? That's not the point. The point is that <laughs> the point is. is that the coach <laughs> risked an injury to a starter. Yeah, I mean, I I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. you did win. You did win, but yeah, that's just bad coaching. 
But I mean, you. Well, still there you won. go. You made my point. But he's still. I mean, it's not the worst. I mean, you could have. You could be like the Rockets right now. I mean, <laughs> that's a shit show. In itself. That's all right. We got the best team in baseball, right, B? Oh my god, your team is fucking great, Lindsay. Whoop de doo this shit. All, all year, I'm gonna be so annoying about it. Talk to me nice. Just get ready. Hey Lindsay, hey Lindsay, it was it was nice that both of our teams were in the World Series and nobody else's was, wasn't it nice? Oh yeah, <laughs> it must be tough being a Philly <laughs> fan, though, bro. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean yo, B, your team failed, so I don't want to hear anything. Well, Houston, just, touch your end and kiss you on the forehead and say good night. And it's it, it's pain for Rels to say that, you know. That. Yeah, yes, it is, it pains me because they they've been tucking the Yankees in for a pretty long time now. So, oh, not really. I mean, not couple that years. Long. Couple, couple years. years. Um, well, uh, and do y'all even care about the NFL Combine? Anybody in here care about that? I don't. That's nah, you don't really do football, do you, Rose? Do you care about football? Yeah, all day, every day. But I don't care about the Combine. I think it's kind of like redundant. Like, you already know who you're going to pick. You're going to have them do the dog and pony shows. So, uh, that's okay. doing it for me. So, Miss Rose, are you going to have this space again? Um, I don't know, Carla. Are we gonna have this space again? Yeah, y'all uh, should. Of course, we are. The fuck? <laughs> Why are you asking a retarded ass question to me, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, you have to have this, Like, this was good. No, nah, they definitely are. Um, I'm out here being the, the Chris Jenner out here, so yeah, I'm putting the asses to work. You know. Oh my Shut god. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Except <laughs> next time, uh, Rel is not the host. Uh, yeah, trust me. The more we keep doing this, we'll have more control. Oh Yo, my god! Get out of here with this. Yo, y'all seen that? Y'all seen the little Dude, tip up when he was B, doing that? Remember, early? remember when the Eagles won that one game before they lost the Super Bowl, and Rels was in the space like so. Oh god, he was so drunk, and he kept soundboarding and beating uh, everyone. <laughs> was that Wait, the space where he fell? Day. Was that the space where he fell asleep and B had to text him to tell him to turn his phone off? I don't know, but it might hey, be hey, the hey, same no, space no, no. as when B told us that Dallas, Dallas Goddard was better than Travis Kelsey. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. B was wild. That, that was the one day. The oh one no, that wild. was when B was drunk. No, B that was, was different. Drunk. I wasn't drunk that day. That was everybody was, was drunk, dude. No, it was no, the funniest. No, no. That me? was the funniest space maybe ever. Oh, yeah, no, it, it was, yeah, yeah, I was. B I, had, like, 14 beers or something crazy. Yeah, no, he had the <laughs> I'm done. I was, I was, I was getting Damn, done. how I missed that space. Who yeah, drinks 14 I, beers? I, 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 that day. B, that, B, what was it? B drinks 14 beers. It was so funny. Damn, B, what were you going through? You were stressed or you were tired? It might not have been 14. I might be exaggerating. No, it was probably 14. It was it was a yingling. You know what I'm saying? I'm a yingling guy. That's Pennsylvania. That was a fun night, man. That was a fun night. Yingling? Yingling is what we used to drink in my friend Sean's basement when I was 16 because that's the only thing his dad had in the basement refrigerator. That's because Yingling is a great. It's just a great dish. I've never had that. I gotta try that. Yeah, it's 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 Pennsylvania. It's a, it's a lager. I only drink. Oh, ro- Damn, Jennifer, yeah. road trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to take a road trip. I never gotta, had that. Gotta get cold. The best Yingling you can get those kills is is on tap. It has to be like a real cold, real real cold on tap. It's be- it's the best thing in the world. It's just great. It's great. Gotta be on tap. But the mm-hmm. bottles is cool. You know what I mean? Uh, John, 
Acevado. I would just like you to know that the Yankees are not the best team in baseball. I saw your comment. <laughs> just pointing that out. I Yo, love reading. It. I love reading the shit that they, in the comments. Like Wu has got some crazy takes in here. Yo, Wu's, Wu's Wu upset because we didn't. Case. Wu's upset because we didn't make the space. We didn't make the space X rated. Oh, th- those only happen after like eleven p.m. Yeah, right? PM. Well, we no. <laughs> Maybe we can do. We can make the next one. We can think of something X-rated. No, you you get fucking oh, Wu a heart yeah. attack. That's all we fucking. And do. then we can get Wu to talk. <laughs> I really enjoy Wu's comments, so I don't know yeah, why you guys. They're hila- uh, this is hilarious. No, like, Wu I love is funny as fuck. This, this motherfucker would start at seven thirty in the morning and go the fuck off all day, especially if somebody pisses him off. So. Oh, I just saw a good. I just saw a funny thing from Wu. Wu said, "Is watching porn cheating?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> said, is it weird? Going, that's a great fucking question because that's actually a great question. So, Wu, be like, you watching porn? <laughs> that is not cheating. Who the fuck said oh, that was cheating? That is not cheating. Definitely not. You be mad about dude watching Nigga, porn. I watch porn, so you won't tell me. Damn. I was just gonna say, I watch porn. That ain't cheating. Exactly. Same, it's definitely not. Hey, okay, that's some insecure shit. <laughs> the fuck? You're not about to tell me I'm cheating because exactly. I'm watching porn. Okay, I, I guess, nigga. I'm going to cheat all my life and then. <laughs> I do think it's a little weird if you that's find out that your partner is. A heart attack. Just saying. I, I think it would be a little weird if you find out that, like, the person in your relationship was watching some real weird shit, though. That oh might God, need to be a conversation. What will take some time? Actually, that's going to be the next thing we're going to talk about. If, you're, if your thighs touch like this, DM <laughs> Yo. Whoa. Bro. He's a lost case, man. Love you, Woo, though, but damn, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was a good question, though, Wu. And like don't that tell question. me to shut the fuck up about baseball, Wu. I see you commenting to me. Ooh, she's, let's be spicy, he Wu. said, "Let's get That's to the." Type. He said, "Let's get to the nasty shit." See, <laughs> <laughs> this man, this man, Wu. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe the next space will be a little spicy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely got to go check on that. I could th- I could think of some topics. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, hold up. I just saw a comment from from Bully. He said, are, are you saying sorry to just end the argument or do you really mean it? <laughs> that's what I, I envisioned. Know, that's what I envisioned from Carla. <laughs> I said it's like when your mom makes you say sorry to your sibling after you did something and Carla's like, sorry. I mean, it depends, man. I might honestly just say sorry because I'm like, all right, bro, I just want to enjoy my time. Like, fuck all this shit. Sorry. Whatever. (laughs) But I'm not going to let you know that, though. (laughs) I won't let you know that. I think, babe, didn't didn't, um, Free Dabs want to say something? He He had his hand up before. He did have his hand up. Then we took over. Um, Do you want to say something, Free Dabs? You can talk. We kind of got a little off kilter there for a minute. Is Dabs in the room? Because I'm driving. Yes, he is. Oh. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But he's the listener. Is it right? Oh. Boo. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Since since we have to do this again, I guess. Uh, absolutely. Um, 
so far we're gonna do this probably once a month or more times. Um, Chris Jenner's over here trying to work, so you know. Tell me oh to show my god! My <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to everybody that showed up for these beautiful ladies. Shout out to all all the gracious ladies that came up here and spoke, and you know everybody who listened. You know, it was great time, knowledgeable on stuff. Like, you ladies, no joke. We appreciate it because, you know, a lot of us men want to know what to do sometimes, especially the whole sorry thing. So it's nice to hear that y'all can say sorry. I don't know about Carla, but, you know, the rest of y'all, I mean, at least we know that you can say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and 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 maybe maybe we'll learn something so he gets more blowjobs, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, we'll. <laughs> You gotta try a new a new dating pool. That's it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're going through over there. Hashtag make make woo great again. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. If anybody's interested in giving Woo a blowjob, he's available. Yo, for real. He's about to hit up everybody, uh, all the females in here. DM listen, him. I'm just saying we just gotta support each other. Just trying to be supportive. Right, right, right. Now, but um, definitely dope space. We're gonna get ready to go. Um, again, this is gonna be on Spotify, all platforms. We let you know. We put out the link so that way you can follow ladies. You want to go back and listen and uh, mm-hmm. watch up all the great stuff that you know we we doing out here. We out here cooking. We got more spaces on the therapy and sports. Shout out to VSN for putting this on, giving us the platform. And uh, yeah, we we rocking. There's gonna be a lot of shit coming out. So just look out for us. Yes, thank yes. you once again, guys. Everybody who showed up, everybody who spoke, and all that good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A million thank yous. I can't stop saying it. Yes, definitely love you guys. We're gonna do this a lot more. Yes, and I just hope it keeps growing better. Yes, and all you ladies out there, share, let everybody know, share to your friends. We got to get more ladies in here talking. It was great to see how many we had in here tonight. It, I was very, very happy with it. I remember I said to Charles, I was like, what if we only had any girls in there? You know, just going to be a bunch of guys talking. But we had a good amount of people in here. So I thought it was good, but spread the word. So when we do this again, probably next month, right, Carla, I think? Yes. We'll do it like once a month. We'll get every time you know build on it and build on it and build on it and build on it and you know i want to get like a a real good group of women in here sharing their opinions and stuff and giving away some of our secrets i guess so no i don't know about no but thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) but thank you to everybody who who came out tonight it was really cool i i had a lot of fun i enjoyed myself yes i did so it was fun again guys females ladies thank you for showing up talking mm-hmm. definitely appreciate you and thanks for sharing your space b and Charles. Any, anytime 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 um even though our great. space is a lot better than yours but yeah even though our fact. space that's is a fact. that's why we're gonna put the asses to work so we appreciate y'all <laughs> 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 uh, nah but we love y'all we're gonna, we're gonna rock out now Everybody, peace and love. Stay safe. See you next week. See ya. Good night, guys. Good night.